0: Welcome to T te- Dolde. Oh, good do again. Welcome to T te- Dolde. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're totally good
1: with you, bro. Hey, yeah. hey drink some more beer.
0: total degenerates podcast brought to you by resilient real estate we're in a new room now it's kind of we got couches uh me and k morgan on the helm tonight no b how's it going k morgan what's up what a weekend what an absolute amazing weekend we had what k morgan mentioned as d-day in college football (laughs) last week we had a stacked ufc card that we're going to talk about on episode two um we had a crazy halloween nfl day um shoot i mean we had all kinds of stuff happen we had coaches get fired and today we had the the college football playoff committee's first rankings come out which we have not let yet looked at so they're out now me and k morg told each other not to look at it we're going to reveal it on air our reaction to it and talk about it um as we go but first we have golden road drink of the day we got the wolf session ipa golden road um sipping on golden road while it's the drink of the day so let's get into college football week nine we also got to talk about k morg's trip he had a great trip we'll get into a little later on as well um we got to start with the biggest game of the college football weekend which was michigan state at home against michigan pull off the upset i guess you can say it was an upset they were a dog yeah um, and yeah. They, they came back they came back in a crazy game yeah,
1: let's um let's get into the game first because there's a ton of content just to dive into this one game alone. I yeah, mean, it was an unbelievable game. Like just as far as just what we saw on the field, it was unbelievable. Um, both in the top ten for the first time since I think the 1980s, it said, wow. or maybe even before that. So obviously a historic rivalry. Um, good to see these two teams, you know, blue bloods, you could say, in college football landscape. Um, be very having a good year. So, but it was a phenomenal game. I mean, Michigan went in as a four point favorite. Um, podcast was pretty split on the most part. And the game kind of started off, it started off hot for Michigan. I mean, at one point they were, they were up 14, nothing or 10, nothing at one point. And then at one point it was 14 all. And then at one point it became 30 to 14, 30 Michigan to, 30 to 14. Yeah. So, I mean, it, if you were backing Michigan and you were a Michigan fan, you felt, you felt great because they, not that they were shutting down Kenneth Walker, but they, Michigan state couldn't throw the ball in Michigan. Michigan was doing a great job on offense. Cade McNamara, in my opinion, actually looked, played very well.
0: They threw the ball over the field, and I yeah. think that was interesting. Going into the game, it was talking about Michigan State's defense. They really struggled with their pass defense, and Michigan attacked it with a really not a good pass offense they haven't shown all year. No, and they came out and threw the ball.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, they threw the ball. They threw the ball great, and Cade McNamara did a great job. I mean, where I think Michigan. You know, falter a little bit in Harbaugh in particular and kind of where I think uh, I I just don't like this decision because some teams are doing it. Notre Dame's doing it. And now Michigan, I'm seeing doing it is when they're playing these two quarterback systems. And they're kind of losing rhythm from their guy. Um, You know, Florida kind of had that unpredictability at one point, too. You know, it's it hasn't worked out. And I think Michigan really saw that happen this week when they went with the freshman quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, who threw a touchdown pass early in the game. He he's, he's a good quarterback, and I get it. He is the future of this team. But Cade McNamara has been the guy that's gotten them to this point. And I don't like that J.J. McCarthy, when it came down to it on two back-to-back drives,
0: had the football, and he had two fumbles that were crucial. I mean, yeah, absolutely crucial. One was uh, the call was a little rough. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, you can't get in rhythm as a quarterback when they're playing the two-quarterback system. And to me, you know, this game was the biggest game of the week, big game. But these teams haven't played anyone. It was just a matter of time before one of them falls off, or not both. I don't think either one was going to be a playoff team regardless. I still don't think Michigan State should be a playoff team. But, I mean, we'll talk about that later. It was really cool to see two rivals so ranked so high play each other in the hype. And the excitement, I thought that was that was really cool. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. I,
1: I don't necessarily think either of these teams are necessarily playoff caliber this season. But they, they both have a chance still, which is oh, very interesting. Sure. And we'll talk about that. But what I did see is, and I know it was a very, very evenly matched game is what I will say. I mean, you want to talk about two teams that they were ranked right next to each other. I think they were going in... Six seven, kind of something like that, yeah. Maybe six eight. I think it was six eight, yeah, something like that. Very close in ranking. I mean, in my opinion, there, I said the quarterback difference was the only thing going into the game. Um, both defenses are good, not great. Both offenses can run the ball very well and have questionable passing offenses. So, I mean,
0: they were mirror images of each other, they different. really were, yeah. And I'm-
1: I think, kind of, to what we were talking about last week, we still like. We still don't know that much about either team, actually, and that which was, is kind of funny.
0: That was my kind of argument going into this weekend is, you know, there was a lot of implications, but I really didn't think we'd find out too much because, like you just mentioned, they're they're pretty much the same team, and no one, no one's perception of each team really changed, I don't think, much after this week weekend between those guys. I mean, obviously Michigan State put themselves in a better situation moving forward than Michigan did, but at the end of the day, I don't think anyone really changed their opinion on either of these two teams. No, I mean, like I said, one team had to fall
1: eventually, but I I think it's interesting kind of going into the what we're going to see next with the Penn States, like how these teams will match up against other teams. Right. Because like I said before, this was a very, very big game for both of these teams, obviously, but it also showed us kind of like Penn State looked better against Ohio State. You know, what does that mean? Ohio State didn't look as... Great. You know what I mean? What, how do these teams kind of play? And how do those four teams play against each other with these matchups? So I think that was very interesting going into that game. But um, let's talk about the star of the game, which was Kenneth Walker III. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that went, you know, in, a, in, a, in an era of college football where it's all about the quarterback, this guy has proven that, you know, you can be a running back still and be the best player on the field.
0: Oh, he was by far the best player on the field when he was there. Five touchdowns, 200-plus yards. Unbelievable day, yeah, unbelievable. You know, we've been talking, we've been we've been asking for someone to separate themselves from the pack, and I don't know if he necessarily did, but he put himself on the map that he needs to be in New York. He is definitely in the Heisman race, and he, when you're in a big game like that, and millions of people are watching, you perform that way, you got to get kudos.
1: Well, like you said, in a season where Bryce Young has played good, not great, in a season where Matt Corral has kind of fallen off because he had two losses now. You know, in a season, DJ's been terrible. Spencer Rattler got benched. Sam Howell's yeah. lost like five games now. You know, like, we've been waiting for somebody to step up, and I love the fact that last year we had a receiver, and this year we've got a running back. No, it's like, awesome. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So, um, very excited for that. But, I mean, Kenneth Walker individually as a ball player, man. I mean, you're talking about a guy coming over from the transfer portal whos who's been fucking great yeah. for Michigan State. I mean, there's, there's no other way to say it. The guy has been absolutely phenomenal. And he ran his ass off in this football game against a good Michigan defense.
0: Yeah. He you had know? his, he definitely had his moment. You know, it was like I said, kudos to him really bust, like really broke out and gave us mm-hmm. someone to kind of say, okay, you did what you needed to do. Someone else catch him now, in my opinion. No, he's the
1: guy I I, I kind of where college football is now. Like I don't think Caleb Williams really is the guy. Matt Crow, like I said, has fallen off. I don't see anyone that's going to catch him. Like he, he had a great Heisman moment in this game, regardless of whether or not you think they're a playoff team. I think this is the guy because he's got the stats to back it up. It's good for college football, and there's no quarterback that I think
0: right now is stepping up to do it. Not yet. Um, Let's talk about Harbaugh. I think now he's like three and three and a lot against a (laughs) a, a top ten team or a top is it top ten or top fifteen? I saw something like that. He just whatever it is, he's not good against good good quality opponents in big games. And it kind of seemed like he does this a lot too, where they might have a lead. They look good early and then it's like same old Michigan, they fall apart. And if it was any other guy who wasn't named Harbaugh, you'd have to imagine they'd be out of there by now. Yes. And no,
1: because at the end of the day, this is only one loss, you know, like this season in particular, you're saying like, as far as like a Longevity body of his career, a body of work. Yes. He yeah. hasn't won the big game. And I understand that. Um, I don't it's it's hard to evaluate Harbaugh this season because again they this it's only one loss, it's a loss, but if you look at his losses, he hasn't performed against your rivals, and that's no. how you keep your jobs. I
0: mean, they're ten and they're three and ten in their last thirteen, or is it it might be eleven three now in their last uh fourteen against Michigan State. So Michigan State has owned that rivalry, and he's never beat Ohio State. Yeah. That's. I mean, those are the two games you got to win at Michigan, and they're not doing it at all. I. I just don't know. Like I,
1: I. I. do think this game in particular. Like I said, the teams were so evenly matched. It did come down to coaching and obviously, you know, some calls you could say that might some have gone questionable calls that might have gone both ways. But it's a home field advantage at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. 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 So it was a two very very evenly matched teams. You know. So I. I don't. I don't. It's hard to say that it's Harbaugh's fault in this game, in my opinion. I don't know if you feel that way.
0: Yeah, I I don't necessarily blame him. I do blame the fact that you can't finish when you're up thirty to fourteen, and yeah, their offense is running through one guy. And yes, he's the best player on the field, but at some point you got to take responsibility as a coach for that. So I do blame him, you know, quite a bit when you have that big lead late to find a way to get first downs to e clock and stop the run. Yeah. And I mean,
1: ultimately, my biggest thing was him taking out Cade McNamara in that moment. And that's his call. You know, so yeah, he, that was, that's you know, point. I guess in a way I can blame him. But I mean, as far as like firing him and all, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't see any other guy out there that's going to do a better job than him right now. Like I, I back Harbaugh on a lot of things. I, I mean, I don't know.
0: That'll definitely be a topic after the season. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out, because like I said, they're not dead yet. We're not through with Michigan. I don't think we've seen the last of them. I don't no, think they're alive. I think their their pulse is really low. But regardless,
1: they have a chance. I if I mean, we'll talk about Michigan specifically, and then we'll get into Ohio State. But I weirdly really think they have a better chance to beat Michigan than Michigan State does to beat Ohio State. You say? Yeah.
0: Sorry. Oh, you think Michigan has a better chance to beat Ohio State than Michigan State? Yes. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think they're both. They're. I think their their chances are about the same. Mm-hmm. They're mirror images, so I mean. Well, I fuck. just think
1: Michigan. Like, if I watch that game, I do think that Michigan had the better players on the field. I did, like, Possibly. as far as like units, Michigan had a better secondary. Michigan had a better two running back system, maybe than a one running back. You know what I mean? Like,
0: overall, I think they had a better quarterback. I think, but they, at the, have end, of the, a better D the line. end of the day, the Michigan State, their better players were better than the Michigan players. <laughs> right? They had the best player on the field. Yes, they had best the best running back. The they had the best receiver on the field. Yeah. You know, I mean. The defenses, I think, they are pretty similar. I mean, I don't... I just think Michigan's pass rush is a lot better, and to
1: stop I, maybe a C.J. Stroud, you're going to need that.
0: I think Ohio State walks right through both these teams. Possibly. I Because I think getting into the Ohio State game, I think Penn State was a, a tougher matchup for them than these two teams because Penn State's front seven is so fucking good, yeah. it caused them a lot of fits, whereas... I think Michigan's is just as no, good, maybe. No, Michigan, rush specifically. Michigan has two guys and then a lot of everyone else. I don't think their linebackers are as good as Penn State. And I think as a collective group in the front seven, they're not as good as Penn State. They have a better player collectively, th- yeah, than Penn State mm-hmm. has. But I think the way Penn State was able to um, bottle up the running game for Ohio State, I don't think Michigan can do that. Because you saw Michigan got ran all over in this game. And you're, you're going up against a good running back. I just don't know if they can withstand. They're not going to. They're not going to. And sure. I think... I think this game actually did speak a lot about Penn State. I think Penn State wanted to come out and say we're not, we're not a bad football team. We had a bad game against Illinois, but we're a good football team that shit the bed, and we can play with these teams, and they did, and they shut down Ohio State for a lot of that game. It was a close game. I know Ohio State won by nine, but I thought it spoke more about Penn State than Ohio State.
1: Okay, interesting. Before we go fully into my Ohio State take right now, I kind of wanted to – like before we move on from the Michigan State okay. game, Mel Tucker over at Michigan State. Yeah, we didn't talk about Mel at all. He he obviously wins a huge game, right? I mean, Michigan State last year wasn't great. He completely revamps kind of the team and everything with the transfer portal. I know we've talked about it multiple times now, but he this is the game, and he wins it. College game day, huge game. Barstool was there at home, East Lansing, and top 10 opponent, Michigan, huge driver, and he does it. Where are you at with Mel Tucker? Are you sold on him being... The next LSU coach potentially like big big time for him.
0: No, no, I don't think it's the right time for him to you know to jump ship. He this is essentially you got to say it's his first year because COVID doesn't really count. Sure. So I think he's building something special. And when I mean obviously LSU is a better job. Obviously USC is a better job. Mm-hmm. Potentially Miami, Florida State, these jobs open up. They're better jobs in Michigan State, but they're not significantly better. Where he can't have success at Michigan State and still win a Big Ten and go to the playoffs. We've seen Michigan State go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the time is yet. I mean, this I think write it out where you're at. You bet on yourself. See if you can establish a good recruiting class and not just transfers, and then go from there.
1: So I'll ask you this question too. Ed Ogeron obviously won a national championship. Basically, you could say with Joe Burrow being a transfer portal guy. Yeah, Mel Tucker is, you know, it's very obvious. We've talked about this a lot that he's changed this team strictly through the transfer portal. Is this an Ed Ogeron kind of Ooh. luck? Is it an Ed Ogeron luck kind of situation? Or is this a Nick Saban? This guy
0: actually has it. Where, where are you leaning? At, I think I'm saying this guy kind of has it, but mm, it's too early okay. to tell because we'll see because his assistants are going to get jobs somewhere. It's just, that's just the way it is. When you're good, you lose your assistants. Let's see how good of a coach he is. Cause that's, what happened with Eddie O? Eddie O, no one thought he was a terrible coach until he lost his assistants. And everyone's like, yeah, those guys were on everything. So <laughs> let's see next year. I think next year's a big take. If he stays, I mean, he could bounce. I don't, I don't see LSU or any of those big schools offering him the job, though, to be honest. I don't think he's a guy. Like, I think they're kind of weary, too. Like, let's see if he can do it for, like, sustain it for longevity of time. Okay. But it could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I'm... For me, he's he's like right in the middle. I haven't, I yeah. can't decide on if he's an Ed Ogeron or if he's a Nick Saban. I think it's too early to tell for sure. It, it it's tough because I've said it once, I've said it again. I don't think you build a program in the transfer portal. I don't think that's how you do it. And Dabo said that too. And I think again, Kenneth Walker, maybe he's Joe Burrow in the same sense. Yeah, right? he's he's carrying this he's team. There, and he's Joe everything. Burrow. You're right, and that kind of concerns me. So I don't, I'm not there to buy in yet. I I, but what I will say is. Him on game day, kind of him on just like I watched that entire game and he ended up out coaching Harbaugh at the end of the day. He stuck with his game plan, he stuck with his guy and he got it done. It's so. not hard to do. Yeah, that I mean <laughs> Well, it is what it is. But regardless, like I said, it, I'm the jury for me is still out on Mel Tucker. He may he may have it though. Like, I don't know.
0: They they play hard for him, and they that's do. one thing. I mean, they played hard hard for Eddie O though too, so <laughs> You yeah, we'll see. I think it's the jury's still out.
1: Okay, but getting into the Ohio State. Yeah, let's hear what you got on you, Ohio
0: State. I'm sorry, I, I'm forgetting. Did you say it meant more about Penn State? Than I think Ohio I State? think Penn State. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Ohio State's a worse of a team after this game. I think Penn State played really well, and Penn State had a, has a good roster, and they just they pushed them, and it was a bad matchup for Ohio State, but Ohio State found a way to win. Yeah,
1: and at the end of the day. You know, Ohio State is getting some criticisms. Um, I think it's I think it's a mixture of both things. I think maybe Ohio State isn't as strong as we've thought. Because at the end of the day, after that Oregon game, they really haven't played anyone No, they've just been good. taking care of business. Right, they haven't played anyone this good. They've just been doing their thing. They've had an elite offense, and they've been doing it. And they've been showing it, which is great. That's what they should do. But this game kind of proved, okay... There there are some issues, right? CJ Stroud, you know, he is he is human again, you know, he's not he's playing a better pass rush, he's playing a better secondary. And, you know, same same with the offensive line. You know, we already know they did have some issues up front. And Penn State does have an elite defensive line in front seven, as you've mentioned. And I think for Penn State losing to Illinois, Sean Clifford wasn't fully healthy in the game before. And I think this proved that, you know, hey, I know I've I've been a, very critical of Sean Clifford's career, but you know what? he is a college football quarterback. Yeah, like, he's not. He is he's, a, he's awful. decent. No, he's not awful. So I think uh, it 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 said a little bit more about probably Penn State at the end of the day than it did Ohio State. That Penn State is in fact you know a top fifteen program oh, in the country. Yeah, for sure. This season,
0: I mean, they're they're especially the defensive unit. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I will say is it is worrisome that Ohio State struggles against better teams. It's True. that simple. Like True. they haven't dominated a really good team. And if we're going to crown them as one of the best four or five teams in the country, they got to prove that they can beat a good team still. And I mean, they beat Penn state. Who's a solid team. I wouldn't say they're a good team. I would say they're solid. Um, and that's kind of it. I mean, they really haven't beaten anyone else. We'll see. My thing with the big 10 is it's too early to really jump on it. Cause they're all, they're all going to play each other. Oh yeah. They're all going to play. So it. I, cause, cause at the end of the day, like you said
1: before, like, Penn State is right there with Michigan and Michigan State, in my opinion, you know, like, and we know a little bit more about Penn State than we do the other two, I think, because they've played Auburn and also who's actually not bad and also Ohio State at this point and played them pretty well. Right. So I think I think Penn State's very live to beat either Michigan or
0: Michigan State. Oh, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's too early to talk about it because they're all going to play each other in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how... They're going to eat each other up. They're all going to beat each other. I I feel it. It's going to be fucking... I really believe... You know, people are talking about there's a chance for two teams from the Big Ten to get in. No. I think there's a chance for no teams for the Big Ten to get in. That's very possible. I really think that there's a very big chance that none of them get in because they all beat each other. I
1: wouldn't say a big chance, but I think it's possible.
0: You just said you think Ohio State's going to run through them all. But they could slip up very easily. They could. They could slip... If they get through Michigan State and Michigan... They're going to roll over Wisconsin, <laughs> but I don't, I could see one of them sniping them, especially when they're playing that many big games late. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get up for that many games and who knows, who who knows? I'm with you. So speaking of
1: Wisconsin, they go in and beat the shit out of Iowa at home. Yeah. They
0: destroy Iowa. 27, three like or no, 27, seven. Did not see that coming. I I gave Iowa. You picked Iowa. I yeah. know. I, oh, you were the only one. If I picked Michigan state. I was only going to pick Michigan state. Yeah. Fair. So. But fair, True. I, I, I picked Iowa. I thought Iowa was a better team. I haven't believed in Wisconsin since they've laid a couple eggs. I wrote them off too early. But, I'm the first one to say but it. But
1: this game didn't really prove to me that Wisconsin is better, to be honest with you. It just proved to me that oh, Iowa's defense is really that bad, or offense is really that bad.
0: Yeah, but like it's really that they put bad. up points, though. They put up 27 points, was it? No, well, yes.
1: Like Wisconsin, Wisconsin. was, but like that's not an elite offense to me.
0: No, but like, it's, it's an elite defense in Iowa. They are. And to they put up both. that many points is it's yeah, impressive from an offense that's really struggled all year. And they've turned would, it around last week. But I would weeks. just say, like, I, I almost feel
1: bad for Iowa's defense that they're that good. There's a lot of and pressure under this. There's it. T- too yeah. much. And also the fact that every single week that they have to be so perfect because they know their offense is that that's bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the and, pressure. And it becomes a, a sense where it's like, shit, we, ha- we can't make a mistake. We can't do this. Like, fuck, we've given up 14. We're toast. You know what I mean? And and to have your team consistently go three and out, three and out, three and out, it's so discouraging as a defense that you're on the field again and again. Nope, four plays. I'm back on the fucking field again and again. And I think that's the situation Iowa's in right now, and it's upsetting. Because it, at one
0: point, they were ranked two in the country. Isn't it funny how, like, no matter what, Iowa just ends up as being Iowa at the end of the year. Like, you look up, and there are two or three losses every single year. Well,
1: it's the same narrative. They have a great defense, and they have a below-average quarterback and a good run game.
0: But, I mean, like, as soon as we give them credit, we're like, They're number two in the country. They're rolling. They just end up being Iowa. I mean, which is a very good program. Top 25 program. Very good program. But at the end of the day, they are who they are. No matter what, every single year. It's not a bad thing. We just got to stop letting their highs get too high and their lows get too low because they're very consistent at what they are.
1: But when and what do they need to to get that stepping stone? Because Wisconsin and Iowa are very similar in that regard,
0: right? I I think, I mean, it's going to be a lot of criticism, but I think new coaching staff. I think it's, he's proven that he is what he is and it's not bad. But right. if you're trying to be elite, he's not elite. He doesn't run a offensive scheme. That's elite. Defense is great. Their defensive scheme is pinpoint. It's detailed. They run it to a T. It's not very complex, and, but they do the little things right. But they just don't have no offense and they don't, you know, it's not like they haven't had skill players. You know, they've had great tight ends mm-hmm. come yes. out of there. So they've had great running backs too come yeah, out of there. Of course. No quarterbacks. But I don't know. I don't, I think we're spending too much time on Iowa. They're irrelevant.
1: They're so, so to your to your point, then, like I said, Wisconsin's very similar, right? Great defense, great running backs. Yeah, maybe average to below average quarterbacks. And would you say that they could not win with an elite quarterback? Like what? Like you're just saying a new new coaching staff is the only way that that program will be better. Well,
0: because I think for Iowa, their for their sense is they're stuck in their system. You know, like their system is what it is. They haven't recruited good quarterbacks, so it's unproven that they can recruit a good quarterback. It's unproven that they can score points and have good offensive scheme. So I think it's it is what it is. You're gonna get we're gonna get at Iowa, and Wisconsin's a little bit different. They took a risk letting Jack Owen go, but Mertz is playing better. I don't know. Both these teams are fucking irrelevant to me. Like. Uh,
1: Wisconsin's going to win the West. Somewhat relevant with Wisconsin now. I mean, they're uh, going to make the Big Ten championship
0: game now. Yeah,
1: I mean, but no one. I mean, but you're saying they're they're not going to be whoever they play in the championship.
0: No, they're probably they're they are the what fifth best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, questionably.
1: So, yeah, questionably, if you can argue for sure, but. Probably I mean, not. who are you going
0: over? Penn State, but Penn State beat them. So
1: right, but then you know maybe they're better than Michigan. You know, you but then Michigan beat the shit out of them. Yes. So, so yeah, They're the fifth best team, and they're they're going to make the championship. Game. Yeah. So it that's why I mean it's a but normally, of course, Wisconsin's better than that this year. Let's but get off the fucking big Ten. Agreed. I'm sick of this shit. Let's go to the Big Twelve. We have Baylor beating out Texas. What?
0: what let's start with Baylor. All I got to say about Baylor is give David Aranda credit because they're fucking good. They're really good. This was a big game for them. And this game just proved that not only can they play defense, but they can score a little bit too. Yeah, And it was very impressive. Um, I mean, they're building something special in Baylor. And it's you're going to see them be a top 15 team in the country starting next season. Let's see if they can take the next step next year because their system's in place. They're going to start getting recruits. Hats off to Baylor. Great showing this week. I'm, I'm with you. I like
1: Baylor. I think they look great. Hats off to them. Great job. But... I think uh, Dave Aranda's gone after this year.
0: Ooh, LSU, USC, USC.
1: I looked into it, and someone made a comment, and I didn't realize this. The guy was is from Redlands. Is he really? From, he went to Redlands High School. Wow he's a, he's an he's an IE guy. Wow, SC,
0: that he's that's, an IE guy. He has his, he has this, the Los Angeles look to him.
1: He's an IE guy, and he's in his forties, so he is very much prideful I would probably assume of USC football.
0: I fucking love that for USC if they hire him.
1: Like honestly, like I saw that and I looked it up on Wikipedia and I looked into him. The guy played at Caloo and then I think he was a grad transfer to Texas Tech. Like he's he's a, he's a SoCal guy. I'm all about
0: that. That fires me up.
1: Yeah, I I was looking into it and his name, you know, his name has been brought up because he had a ton of success at LSU and he's obviously turned around this Baylor program now. So I wow. I, th- I think it's a good fit and fuck for, yeah I do too. Beating Texas like this proved to me that you know what I'm gonna give this guy credit and he's got a huge showdown coming up against Oklahoma. So and then the only falter was against Oklahoma State. You know I mean this is a good program and he's built something over there. So I'm I'm very excited to see what happens not only with Baylor but also Dave Aranda. Yeah, very good interesting. Call. But I want to talk about Texas really quick.
0: Yeah, I mean poor performance for Texas for not winning this game. They've come up short in these close games all year long. Give Sark some time. Just be patient with Texas for me. Like, but you got to be patient a little bit. It's not a great product on the field right now. But they're, they're, they're not getting... I think something needs to be said about that. They're, they're losing close games to good teams, though. They had Oklahoma beat. They couldn't finish. They had Baylor on the cusp, cusp till late. Who else they lose? They lost their three losses. Right, but we're not talking about Texas Tech. We're talking about Tech
1: University of Texas. No, I know, but and it's, I think it's still
0: first year with the new program. Give to Sark some time. I am not willing to write off them or not really it's it's they're, alarming. They're
1: four and four. Four
0: and four. That's that's not Who are their losses to? They lost to Oklahoma.
1: Lost to Oklahoma. They lost to Bay. They lost to Arkansas. They lost to Bay. Arkansas they lost solid. State.
0: Okay, those are four pretty good teams. No, they are. But they, the Arkansas they looks beaten, bad look now. They
1: haven't beaten a decent
0: team. No, anymore. I know. And I know. And they've had and, some quarterback questions And, and Guess what? They're, they're playing they, Iowa State. Iowa State's at home. It's not a good look for Texas, but like I said, I'm not Willing to write off Sark yet? They're they're hanging their hat on, they're hanging their whole hat on, and they're going to be patient because they're fully believers are getting Arch Manning.
1: Yeah, and and that's and that's, he's the number
0: one in the. They said he's he's That's their number one choice right now is Texas. So if Sark lands Arch Manning, I have a, I have a hard
1: time thinking that Ole Miss is out of the picture for Arch Manning. I mean, his grandpa went there, his uncle went there. Like, I don't know why it's just like. I mean, Peyton went to Tennessee,
0: so who knows? Right, and I, I get think he that. wants to get away and create his own path. That's what it kind of sounds like to me. He wants to create his own legacy, not live in the footsteps of his grandpa, his uncle.
1: I just don't like. I don't see why like Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, doesn't attract him though. Like the way he, the way Matt Corral's system has ran around the quarterback. But that, Sark's is too. But Sark's done nothing this year. He's looked terrible. But they haven't really had a quarterback.
0: They're going back and forth between both those guys who haven't performed well.
1: But they're four and four. Like I don't I just don't see why that's so I mean, and I'm not knocking Texas, like, Texas is obviously elite. Like, who wouldn't want to play football at Texas to be the quarterback there? You know what I mean? I mean right. Vince Young, Colt McCoy, right? But as far as like right now for the attractive I mean, it just makes sense for his family to go to Ole Miss and it makes sense for the scheme. I mean,
0: Yeah, we can we'll talk see.
1: we'll talk more about Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin in a minute, but I don't I don't know. I, I think Sark, it's not a good look to be 4-4, four and, four, and he's going to lose True. another game probably. He will. They're, I mean, they might not make a bowl game. Wow, that'd be crazy. That'd be fucking embarrassing. That'd be bad. That'd be very embarrassing. Um, the Sark
0: American Conference.
1: Yeah, going into the American, I mean, Houston ends up beating SMU in overtime. Um,
0: Absolutely insane game. Great game. Insane game. Great, yeah. Kick return with like 30 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're going to talk playoffs in a little bit, but... I was thinking, like, I really want SMU to be undefeated when Cincinnati plays them. But then this ended up being the best-case scenario for Cincinnati. I agree. I think this is better. Because now they're going to be able to play SMU and Houston. Agreed. So that's going to be better for their resume going forward because that's the only two games they have left. That right, and
1: tough. SMU and Houston will probably be ranked. I don't know if SMU fell out of these most recent rankings, but they were ranked going to the game. I think
0: they're still ranked. There's only one loss. They both only have one loss. Yeah,
1: and Houston only lost one game to Texas Tech, and they look great since. Yeah. So, I mean... I think this works out for Cincinnati yeah. a lot better, to be honest with you. And, and it's two elite, you know, I wouldn't say elite teams, but two top 25 teams. Two top 25 should, teams. That they're going to finish their schedule with.
0: I didn't put Cincinnati on the docket at all. Are you? Is it bad for them the way they're barely getting by these games? They still won yeah. by
1: 19 points. For me personally, I've, I mentioned it last week. I said, you know what? A win's a win. It's hard to go undefeated. And they still end up winning by 19 points. To me, and they didn't give up a point in the second half. Not a like, point. Like, they're still very physical on defense. They're gonna get after you on defense. Like I still think they're a good football team. This, I'm, I'm,
0: I, a win's a win. It, to me, it's nothing. But to
1: the playoff committee, it's a different story.
0: Well, if the playoff committee doesn't hold us against them, keep the same fucking energy because Oklahoma only beat Tulane by seven fucking points. And Ohio State only beat them by what? No, the Tulsa. It was Tulsa. Oh, sorry. They, Ohio did, State played Tulsa. Yeah. Oklahoma only beat Tulane the oh. same Tulane team by yeah. seven or nine points. It was close. It was closer than the Cincinnati lane game. had the ball at the end. They were going to tie yes. it. Yes. In Oklahoma. Yep. So if they're going to hold this against them, I want that same fucking energy. And that's my point
1: is any team on any given day can beat any team. Yeah. Maybe not Georgia, but everyone else. And the idea that um, you know, you're know, you going to hold a team against it by winning by 19 points is kind of ridiculous to me. Yeah. So a win's a win. Cincinnati is still chugging along, and their defense looks great. So, But that's me. That's not the playoff committee, All obviously. Right um going forward i mean we, we i just mentioned georgia a second ago but they uh they just beat the shit out of florida again yeah um i mean is there much to say here about georgia we'll talk florida in a second anything no, about georgia nothing
0: to say about georgia they're doing what we expect them to do and they're rolling along though we'll have to talk about them in the sec championship but they locked up the the east mm-hmm. with this win so yeah congrats georgia Keep
1: essentially going. clinched a playoff spot you could say
0: yeah, just about. <laughs> just about. Just about. I mean,
1: wow. Anyway, um, but let's talk about Florida issues. I mean, I I had Dan Mullen as my cheese-ass dick of the week. Cheese-ass um, dick. Uh, like two weeks ago when they lost to LSU, and um, he loses another big game here. I mean, not that he was expected to win this game, but at Florida, you're obviously expected to compete. And, um, you know, they beat Georgia last year, but just to see the absolute... Dump off from what they were last year to this year is shocking. I would say.
0: Oh, it's, it's yeah. I mean, Dan Mullins, he has to be on the hot seat. He has to be on the hot seat for how that season ended last year with that good of team, and then how bad they've been this year. So, Florida has all kinds of issues. They, I, I wouldn't say he's actually on the hot seat this year. He, I think he should be. I, I think he personally should be on the hot seat.
1: I, I think, uh, like, I think he should be because I can't stand the guy. I think he's a clown. Yeah, you like how him. you hate Tomlin, I hate him like that. Yeah, so fair enough. Like, I, I, I think they're going to give him another year to prove himself and be better because they do have a somewhat you could say promising quarterback in Anthony Richardson. But the problem was he got Dan Mullen got bullied into starting him. Finally, after all the criticism, yeah, and everything. but start him against Georgia, the exactly. fucking nastiest defense in the country. It's but just stupid. Nastiest defense we've seen in years. Yeah, like a long, long time. And you, you throw him to the fucking wolves, like bad freshman quarterback, and I don't it was it was a he got bullied into it, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, he really did. The media, the fan base, everyone wanted him, and they said, "All right, here you go." And then he just got shit on. Yeah, that's like it, it was. It wasn't any better of a look, honestly. They're bad. gonna give
0: him one more year to see what Anthony Richardson can do when he's yeah, older. Yeah, they're gonna give him for him. He needs to fucking be on the hot seat in my mind. I don't know, and
1: it it was. I mean, Georgia only gave up seven points again, and it was another garbage. It should have thing. been a shutout. And it was garbage. It should have been time. a shutout. Again, like, they're that fucking good. They're I nasty. Mean, I know we've talked about it, but like, we haven't seen a defense this elite in a long time.
0: The last 15, 10, 15 years.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're going back to like Bama defenses back in the day. With, LSU's defenses. Yeah. Back honey in the day. Badger, Patrick Peterson kind of defense. So, um, but again, that's, Florida, or that's Georgia. Obviously, they're going to be keep chugging along. One upset that I, I would consider an upset, even though Auburn was favored going to the game, was Auburn takes down Ole Miss. I,
0: I was I thought it was an upset. I thought Ole Miss um, was going to go in there and win this game convincingly, and they get beat. Auburn's a sneaky good football team, and what that coach has done there has been unbelievable.
1: It's very underrated his his coaching, yeah, like what he's done to that program because it was a very underwhelming hire. For very one, guy from coming from Boise state who you know Boise state's been good with him you know i mean there's they've no shame fine. they've been good but it was very underwhelming in considering it's an SEC job in the same state as Nick Saban you know so you think you're going to get a big guy and they get Brian Harson out of Boise state you know what i mean but at the end of the day i mean we're giving a ton of credit to other guys that are doing well Mel Tuckers and um, Josh Highpool at Tennessee but Harson at Auburn just I mean as well just look what he's doing just just as Bo well. Knicks. yes Bo Bo Nix has been alone. terrible, and Nix this year has been decent. He's he's been a college quarterback. Yeah, like, I'm ha- not ready to say he's anything you know special, but at no, the end he's, the day, been, he's been he's been
0: better than he has been. Right,
1: and they've done it very simply. You know, we've talked about Tank Bigsby as being an elite running back. Tank
0: is really good. Yeah,
1: give Tank Bigsby the ball, let him feed, make let Bonics improvise and make sure he doesn't turn the ball over, and you're going to win football games because on f- on the field they have a good football team, and I think he's just kind of shown that to the college football world and I think it's shown the difference between what a good coach can do to a program that was going into the season failing I mean Gus Malzahn had this team not being very successful last year and all they did was change the coach yeah I mean they they you could say they got worse as far as the players that left Seth Williams they have no receivers this year and and they're better on the field
0: no I I mean hats off they're doing a really good job at Auburn this was a big statement win for them
1: anything on all miss
0: no, I think they're progressing what they should. You know, I think we got a little too high on them at times and then we can't get too low on them. I think I think they're a good football team. Matt Corral's banged up. He's playing through it. He actually came out of this game for a little bit. He I just think he until he's back to fully healthy, they're not gonna be their peak of what they were before.
1: Yeah. I mean, my thing with like Ole Miss, yeah, they're they're not bad. They have an explosive offense, one of the better ones in the country. I, I just when I watched that football game and I and I mentioned it before that. There is this fucking pandemic going on in college football with going for it on fourth down, and it's in the it, NFL it's too. It's in the NFL too, yeah. And I and I was I get very frustrated with teams not just taking points and fucking getting it done. And Lane Kiffin, it's he's he ran into games and he was doing this all season, and he was doing it against like LSU and like these other teams that his team was better than, and he was getting away with it. Right, And he ran into this Auburn team that said, actually, guess what? We can play some fucking defense. And they stopped him multiple times. And it's just, it's just, it got old. There was and a, there and was it, and a it actually cost them.
0: There was a clip of Kiffin's analytic guy standing behind him. And like, he just makes like a sigh when Kiffin decides to go on a fourth down. Like, he just, just like, fuck.
1: And you'd think the analytic guy is the guy that's usually know, saying like, yes.
0: But I think he's such a wild card and such a like, is. Go, which is fine. That's what they wanted. That's what they knew they were going to get.
1: And you know what? if that's the style of football you want to play, then do it. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And, be Kiffin, and, he and he's done di- and he's dying by the sword of Matt that's, Corral and going for him That's down. Good for it.
0: And then he lets Corral kind of run the offense and make checks, but he's just not healthy right now. I think that's why they're struggling.
1: And I, and I think what this has shown, like, and I, and I said it last week, I think, I think Matt Corral might be the best quarterback in the country this year. Yeah. And I think with him being a little banged up, that's shown that, Hey, Ole Miss isn't as good as a team collectively. True. It's more of Matt Corral that's actually being the best player.
0: Um, we had Kay Moore go on a great trip this week. I want him to talk about it. Went to South Bend to see Notre Dame take on North Carolina. So before we talk about the game, how was the trip? Oh, the trip was
1: amazing. Yeah, it was um, definitely unbelievable for me, you know, being a Notre Dame fan my whole life. Um, it, was de- it was very special, to say the
0: least. Yeah, I mean, I've been to South Bend once, and just seeing the atmosphere. You know, we went to Columbus, and it's similar in the fact, like, college towns you mm-hmm. know the the town's shut down for game day everyone's in school colors everyone's enthusiastic it's just and then hi, you have the history in Notre Dame you know the old buildings you know the mm-hmm. gold helmets that it, it's really cool you know when we're Southern California based podcasts
1: and, and that's my thing too is what you're getting to is You know, we've grown up in Southern California. Obviously, South Bend's a long way from home for me. Um, So there aren't a ton, obviously, of Notre Dame fans. I mean, you know, you run into that somewhere now and then, but at the end of the day, like, Southern California, it's a mix of so many different people. We go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you're going to see USC fans, UCLA fans, Arizona State fans. You're going to see, you know, Bama fans. You're going to see just people from everywhere that like different teams where going to South Bend and being surrounded by notre dame fans that was like the first time in my life yeah. that that's happened and that was definitely special too
0: that's how i felt when i went to cincinnati for the first time because yeah. there's even less Bengals fans than there is anything else so yeah. being around your people you know mm-hmm. that's what it is it's your people you know you just like these people because they're like the same football team as you you know nothing else about them but <laughs> they're wearing irish stuff so you feel nice to them. like you want to be nice to them you want to communicate with them like mm-hmm. everyone's just happy that's the tailgating like Unbelievable. So let's talk about the game a little bit. It was a great game. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the game?
1: Oh, it was it was an awesome game. Like I said, I mean, ton of points. I mean, disappointed in the fact that it was somewhat close at the end. We won by 10. Um, we were favored by three going to the game, which I thought was low. And, of course, I bet it, and then we won. But um, our sa- our best player on defense and safety, Kyle Hamilton, was out this game. So And it, and it showed, honestly. It really did show um Sam Howell he had a great game he had a great game I mean the guy threw for over 300 and he ran for nearly 100 I think probably even more
0: yeah I think he had at least 100 running
1: he he's a he's a dude and he's on a really really bad team this year where he has no help his offensive line is not strong and he's got you know average receivers this Busted year ass receivers so and and he did everything for them I mean he, he was doing everything yeah and um this game honestly proved to me that you know what we we judge guys too much on wins and losses I think. True, especially quarterbacks, and he's a guy that I still think should be deserving a top ten pick after he's, watching that game. He's
0: Baker Mayfield to me. He's a spitting yeah. image of Baker Mayfield yeah. to me. Everything he does, just he's,
1: on just on a program that isn't as strong.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think he's the same guy, and he's gonna get hurt because they're not winning games, and he's looked average at times. Um, but these Notre Dame wins are helping Cincinnati. You know, they keep winning. It's helping the Bearcats. Notre Dame. I mean, it's funny
1: as. I'm obviously very hard on them, and um, so is, you know, the AP poll and everything for that loss to Cincinnati. But at the end of the day, Cincinnati's the number two team in the country. Right. And Notre Dame has beaten everybody else they've played. Right. It's very interesting. I mean, yeah, on the field, I mean, Kyron Williams had a great game, and Jack Cohn, is, he's he's done fine. He's moved the ball well. My only problem is, again, I know I've talked about it, is we're playing this two-quarterback system that, to me, it's like our play calling when we get down to the goal line with the backup quarterback. It's stale. We 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 change who we are. We change what we do, and it just doesn't make sense to me. It's it's uh and I think it's gonna bite us at some point. I don't know when or who or why, but I just I just feel that I don't like it at all.
0: I mean, do you feel that? Yeah, I I mean, I know I know you watched a lot of that game. Yeah, I watched the whole game actually, and I I think it works the way they're using him because Jack Cohen's mature enough and he's older enough that he's not letting it affect his play at all. I think it kind of hurts him their. Well, don't members. get me wrong,
1: Jack Cohen. If there's a pass rush, the guy,
0: the guy is sacked. It's yeah, a sack. It, he is. And but Jack <laughs> Cohen knows that he's the starter, and the other guy is the backup. Yeah. So I think that helps. You think that
1: relationship is still that, fine? Yes,
0: I think that helps quite a bit.
1: But to me, it wasn't even it wasn't even about the game for the trip for me. It was so much more about just
0: oh, it's the atmosphere, it's the experience, the experience. Yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: Being in South Bend for the first time and seeing the Golden Dome and seeing Touchdown Jesus and the player walk and. Everything about it was... The game was
0: icing on the cake.
1: Yeah, of course. And it, you know what was really cool? And I didn't expect it because this time difference is fucking me up. I'm thinking 4.30 Western time. It ends up being 7.30 out yeah. there. But a night game in South Bend was, was
0: awesome too. Yeah, and that, the whole new light show they got yeah. going to All right, we got to get into it. I know everyone's... I've been dying to look at it. You've been dying to look at it. We had the playoff committee come out with their first rankings. And before we get into it, we're going to give our predictions. But I want to first say... I know I'm going to get kind of fired up on it. I don't want you to look at it because I'm going to read it to you. I want you to react. No, I'm, gonna, I'm getting up in my top four. Okay. Well, I'm getting out. I'm going to predict
1: the top four. Okay.
0: We're we're both going to predict the top four. Um. What I want to say before we see the actual rankings and before we predict it, these rankings really don't mean shit mm. because it's going to play out. Yeah. It's going to play out. So we can't get too fired up because it essentially means nothing. It's just the first one. It's going to change a hundred times before the actual playoffs come out, but it's going to say a lot of how they view teams early. But like I said, a lost year, a lost there, it's going to completely change everything. And we've had so much anarchy this year that these rankings really mean nothing. So uh, I, I agree. I'll start with that. I agree. Who, who do you have at one? <laughs> Georgia. No, I mean, we both have Georgia, correct? Any yeah. different there? No, not even close. Yes. Uh, so it's
1: Georgia. If anyone else has anything different than Georgia at one, you don't understand Anything, and
0: this is just our prediction, not what we believe. No, yeah, agreed. So this is what we're predicting to be the top four. Yeah, okay. Number two, Oklahoma. Okay, I'm gonna predict Oklahoma. The committee loves undefeated. They're still undefeated. Um, they're blue blood. Yeah, I. It's a big brand. It's a big brand. I'm gonna say they put the undefeated Oklahoma Sooners at number two. Who do you think at number two?
1: Um, I agree with you on the undefeated section here. So. I'm going to go with Michigan State at 2. Okay. Purely because again, it's still a big program, still a big brand, and they also have a better win than Oklahoma.
0: Okay. It's
1: true. I mean, again, predicting from what they from their standpoint, again, undefeated, better win and it, you know it's it's arguably the second best win in the country this year.
0: True. All right. Number 3, I'm going to say Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay. Undefeated Really good quality win, which I know the committee likes. I'm going to say the Bearcats come in at number three. Yeah, My prediction.
1: All right. I've got Oklahoma at three. Oklahoma at three, okay. Yeah. Same reasons Same. you had before, undefeated. But, I mean, they don't have a quality win right now, but they're undefeated, and they're in the right. power five. Right. Who do you have at four?
0: Oregon Ducks. Okay. I think the committee is going to put the Oregon Ducks at four. They have arguably the best win out of the top ten. Um, beating Ohio State, who everyone's really high on. I think they put the Oregon Ducks at number four. Who do you got? I think they put Bama at four. Bama. I, I, I was going back and forth between Bama and Oregon at four, but I think they put Oregon. This is the thing with Bama. Look at their resume. What's their quality win? No, they don't have one. They don't. They're be- it's, it's Ole Miss. It's Ole Miss. Ole Miss is Hooch, their best who win. Has, who has two losses. No? Yeah. So even compare their their resume to Cincinnati. Cincinnati no. has a better resume. I mean, you can say the SEC set schedule compared to the American, but, but as far as one particular
1: win? team, Notre Dame is on paper better than Ole Miss. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I agree with you, um, but they've been there, done that, you know. And again, this is—I'm not getting fired up. Again, this is my prediction of what they'll do. That's my as well because yeah. I think all these listeners are listening to my top four, and I don't have Cincinnati in it.
0: And they all but they all know what the rank the playoff is before. So they're gonna know, all listeners are gonna mm-hmm. know what it is. It's our prediction. So well, well, let's look at it. Okay. Let's go look ahead. at it. So I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. Wow, here we go. Georgia. College. Georgia won. Okay. Number two. Alabama Crimson Tide. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: I'm sorry, excuse my language, but wow. Seven
0: to one Alabama at number two. Wow. Number three.
1: It's got to be Michigan State or Oklahoma. Michigan State, yeah. number
0: three. Number four. Oklahoma. Oregon Ducks at number four.
1: I'm getting chills. Wow. Oregon Ducks at four. That's a better quality win. I mean, okay.
0: Number five. It's got to be Oklahoma or Cincinnati. Ohio State Buckeyes at five. Oh, my God. Ohio State Buckeyes at five. Number six. Cincinnati Bearcats. Kind of low. Disappointing in that. I, I
1: thought they would have had them at five. Like, it, And where I was going with mine, I would have had them five, and I would have Ohio State six. Number seven? Oklahoma, right?
0: Michigan Wolverines.
1: Are you <laughs> – oh, my. I mean, to say – I mean, well, because here's the thing about Oklahoma is they really haven't played the best teams in their conference yet.
0: Mich- or Oklahoma's eight. Okay. Oklahoma's eight. Yeah, they,
1: they, they haven't... We're getting, we're getting the yeah. multiplayer schedule this week. So. Wake
0: Forest nine, Notre Dame 10.
1: Okay. What? After Wake Forest?
0: Undefeated. That's kind of rude. <laughs> that's all you guys is kind of rude? Whatever. But, I, I mean, mean, like, I get it. The Bearcats should be higher, and that's brutal for them to be at six. But Michigan and Ohio State's going to knock themselves out. Yes. They play each other.
1: All of, all of, our, all of our Cincinnati Bearcat fans, you got to understand that this first week where we're at in the season right now... Is not going to impact this. This ranking will not matter in four weeks.
0: I mean, we all believe that Georgia's going to kick the shit out of Bama.
1: Uh, I would. You you last week were saying that you think Bama's a sleeping giant.
0: Yeah, I do, but I'm kind of off that now because you think Georgia's that good. I think Georgia's finally on that train. Yeah. Okay. So So
1: I've been on the like Georgia is elite.
0: Georgia beats Bama. They're and Ohio State beats Michigan State. But the
1: problem is if they have Bama at two. That worries me that that does worry me that too. worries me. but I, what I will say is if you're the playoff committee and let's say Georgia beats Bama like let's not even say they blow them out. They just beat them, let's say by ten points, okay? why would I want to see them beat them again? You know like why well,
0: Bama's out because everyone lost. if they lose again, there's two losses,
1: but they have but they're putting them at two there. yeah, and if but- they
0: lose to the number one team in the country. But a two-loss Bama is not getting in. We saw Florida last year have like three or four losses. Yeah, and they but them like it just depends what the other teams do. Like if Cincinnati runs the table and goes undefeated, they're not putting a two-loss Bama above them. Nice with no with Bama with no quality win with Bama where they are at what, that, what, that concerns me. That's all I'm saying. What I don't get out of this whole thing is if you're going to put Bama that high, they put a And M at 14 behind Auburn, same record. Like, you got to believe if they think that qual- it's a quality loss, you would uh, imagine they put a and a little bit higher than they do. I can't believe they have Bama at two. Like, I had them at four because I knew they were going to give some
1: love to Bama and bias because they always do. But two? I don't I, – it's fucking – don't do it to us. Like, so, I, wait, wait, I, don't, I'm,
0: I knew I told myself I wasn't going to get fired Michigan
1: up State obviously makes sense. We both had them there. I Oregon. didn't have them there. I didn't have them in my top five, four. You didn't? I you didn't mis- have Michigan State in the top mm-hmm. four? Where would you put them? Uh, six. Okay. Behind... Again, you were predict, but you were you you were predicting them to have them that low.
0: Yeah, I mean, three. I guess yeah, they're only eight and zero, but they still have, they saw have Michigan at seven ahead of Oklahoma. That's crazy how low they have Oklahoma. I had Oklahoma at number two, I at three. Wow.
1: I mean, that, that's gonna... shocking to me. Like the Oklahoma one doesn't make sense to me because again, Oklahoma undefeated. Bama, one loss and their best win is against an Ole Miss team that's maybe like number 24,
0: 23. They have Ole Miss at fucking 16. They kept him that high? Ole Miss, they have all those wow. SEC teams right in them. They have Mississippi State at 17. That's a jump. Five and three. Three losses, one to Memphis. What a fucking joke. And Kentucky right after him at 18. They just, just lost their, to Mississippi got State. The fucking doors blown off of them. Oh man. The rest of this is kind of fucked up.
1: Wow. Is is SMU or Houston in there? No. Wow. That's no. not good. That's not good. But That's the, not good. That's what that's why I'm
0: telling you. It's not good. This fucking rankings. You look at the bottom and you look at these the last, you know, that chunk from 15, actually I'll say from from 13 to 20. Yeah, Auburn? Okay. Sure. Fine. A&M. Losses. Okay. BYU at 15, two losses. That's even weird. That's high. You got Ole Miss at 16, high after they just lost. And you got Mississippi State at 5-3, and three, Kentucky at 6-2, and two, NC State at 19 at 6-2 and two with two bad losses. Two bad losses, yeah. And you got Minnesota at 20 ahead of Wisconsin? What the fuck <laughs> is this? Like, we would be better on the committee. Then you got Wisconsin and Iowa after that. Yeah. How do you think – I mean, Fresno State, San Diego State, Pitt round out the top 25 in the committee's eyes. We can't get too fired up because it's, it's too early. Because, again, as you said before, but
1: but if you look at the rest of that ranking, it's very indicative to what might play out, though. That, that that to me, speaks volumes if on does, if how it, many SEC yeah. teams with multiple losses they still have in that range.
0: I can't believe that. That scares me. It does. I mean – Shit, oh, fuck. I mean, there's don't get fired
1: up. There's, just, but to me, but to me again, it it says that with a loss to Georgia, they still feel like Oklahoma because part because part of the college playoff committee's job is not to look into you know or to look into all aspects. One of them being the eye test. Being okay, I, I see what's on the field, and I see that this team is better than this team. Kind of like how we did a couple weeks ago. When we said, "All right, who are the four best teams?"
0: I don't know. Are they doing eye test yet, or is that too? I mean, is it too early for them to put that?
1: I mean, it's not on paper, but it's definitely something that I think is happening. Because you wouldn't put Bama there, but to me, if I'm doing the eye test, I had Bama at four at one point, but now I would have them anywhere from four to six. What? What has Bama on, done? And they beat
0: fucking Florida by two goddamn points. Exactly. That Florida.
1: That Florida. Barely win looks worse and worse and worse every week. Every week. every time Florida loses to a team that is not even that great, I mean, take away the Georgia one. They lose to Kentucky, LSU, and I don't even remember. Uh, not Tennessee. Who else they lose to?
0: Florida? Who's Florida lost to?
1: Yeah. Florida. Kentucky. I have it right Bama. here. Oh, it's Bama. Bama's the other one. Right. So, I mean, they're losing to teams that – aren't that great. And they, they lost to Kentucky. Yeah, LSU, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah LSU's right. terrible. So, and then guess what? They only lost to Bama by two points. So The Bama thing's going to
0: work itself out because I don't see them beating Auburn and Georgia back-to-back weeks. Fair. Because they got to play at Auburn and then they got to play SEC championship after that. There's no chance they go through that 2-0. And if they do, they deserve to be in.
1: Of course, if they beat Georgia, then they're in. That's, right. That's not a question. But it, it. I mean,
0: what if they lose Auburn and then beat Georgia?
1: Well, here's the thing is, if they if Auburn beats them, Auburn's in. Auburn's in. That's right. Which is the craziest part of this whole scenario because Auburn's lo- loss—they only have one loss have in the SEC. Losses.
0: They have two losses though.
1: Right, but head-to-head conference, right? They would get in over Bama, and then because they have the tiebreaker, if they win that game,
0: then you're guaranteed only one one SEC team.
1: You're telling me if Auburn beats, listen, wow. if Auburn were to beat Georgia, Georgia and pro- Bama, they probably both they both they get would in. both get in. Yeah, that's not happening
0: though. Auburn's not being able
1: to. No, the Auburn.
0: Why? Why well, not
1: consider? Well, Auburn that? already lost to Georgia. They blew them out. That's right. Georgia already blew them out.
0: But they'd have to play again. They'd have to play
1: again, and it would ha- the same thing would play out.
0: Uh, Bam- I'm not worried I would about.
1: Al- I would almost prefer that scenario. Right. I would prefer Auburn to beat Bama, and then Georgia blow out Auburn, Auburn. again,
0: and then just get one, in. and then just get one in, because
1: it, w- it would just prove to me and everyone that hey, guess what? Georgia is that good this year. And Auburn and Bama both aren't
0: deserving. My two takeaways from my teams that I kind of root for: Cincinnati is going to be fine. Those two teams, those teams above, I,
1: I don't know about going to be fine.
0: They're going to be fine because you, you know what's interesting
1: though is they do have Oklahoma behind Cincinnati.
0: Yes, which wait, is
1: which is bizarre. Two
0: spots behind them.
1: I mean, I'm not. It's not bizarre, but it is. It's crazy. What's worrisome to me,
0: Oklahoma State, is Michigan. I don't yeah. envision envision them, but if they were to beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And to win the Big Ten, they're gonna jump for sure, Cincinnati only one spot behind them.
1: I think you need to get through your head almost that a Big Ten representative is gonna be in the playoff. Whether it's Ohio State, Michigan State, oh, I or agree. Michigan. I
0: can still see I can still see Cincinnati in with the Big Ten team in.
1: Then you're gonna see a Pac twelve team out.
0: Yeah. You're not gonna get bold. Yeah. Like all Unless all you get of... one SEC team.
1: But but what I will say for you, and we're going to get into Oklahoma. Oklahoma has to play Baylor, Oklahoma State, and a Big 12 championship They're losing game. one of those I games. I think they're going to lose one of those games. One loss for them, period. And I think they're out, especially to where they have them ranked right now. Oh, 100%. And,
0: so I hey, think
1: the reality of a couple things is very possible for Cincinnati. Fucking
0: Oregon. We didn't talk about Oregon. At number four, that's, Yeah, that's... They, they have, control their own destiny they have, now. They have the best win. They have the best win in college football this year. And they control their own destiny, without
1: a doubt. Well, especially given that, yes. That proved it, which, which you're going to be very happy about. Because you almost swore off college football if that wasn't going to happen.
0: You know, I, 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 they had to put Oregon ahead of Ohio State. <laughs> you're right. But Oregon's remaining games, they got at Washington this week. They got Washington State at home. Those should be two wins. Yeah. Then they go to Utah, which is a very that's tough, a tough game. And then they get Oregon state at home. Who's not bad. Not bad in at the all. Civil war. And then they got the PAC 12 championship, game. which will be maybe Utah again, Utah
1: again, because Arizona state just lost done.
0: And then Utah beat U- UCLA
1: and beat be- Utah also beat Arizona state. So they would have the tiebreaker against Arizona. So it's going to be
0: Utah. So we're going to have to beat Utah twice. That's tough. That's Utah's a be-
1: tough team. And they're, and they're very well
0: coached. They are. Um, fuck. That's going to be it's a tough road for Oregon, but it's, I think Oregon has the easiest road out of any of those top six teams besides Cincinnati.
1: But the, the thing about Oregon is, yes, they should. They lose games they're but supposed they, to win. But they do this. They do this to you every year. I know.
0: I know. I don't want to get excited about it. They them. do this to you every year. All right, so. let's move on. Let's finish up with last week's um, cheese dick of the week. Usually it's standing O of the week. Oh, let's start with standing O. Standing O, sorry. Who's your standing O from last week? Well,
1: I mean, you could obviously say you know, Michigan State. That's going to be the number one pick. I mean, they, they had the best win. Um, it was a awesome game. Um, but I'm going to go specifically with their coach, actually just Mel Tucker. All right. Mel Tucker and Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker with the Heisman moment that we've already talked about, but specifically Mel Tucker things we didn't touch on. He has, you think about the landscape of college football, obviously, like we've said, LSU job, he was an assistant there at one point. He's been a name. He now is demanding. I mean, not like he's, going in there and saying, I need this. But I mean, at the end of the day, like he can go into Michigan state's office and say, I want a contract extension and I want this much money. Yeah, he can. Like, I mean, he, he has that power now. Like, and he, because if they don't, he can say, okay, I'm going to entertain LSU and USC jobs. And then, then, then the Michigan state program is kind of fucked again. So I, I'm going to give it to Mel Tucker just for what that, what that win meant for him specifically as my standing out player at slash coach of the week.
0: Uh, my standing O is going to go to the Fresno State Bulldogs. Hey. They had a very good win against an undefeated San Diego State team. Fresno State's been a very solid team all season long. Kind of stumbled at one point, though. They they had one, one bad loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they lost they lost to Oregon, which was very respectable in a very close game. Um, and then who else did they lose? I think it was to? Hawaii, wasn't it? They lost to Hawaii in Hawaii by three points. Which... To me, a lot of flows. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to play in Hawaii. But regardless, they went in. Beat a ranked San Diego State team, and now both these teams are ranked. Shows that the community feels like both these teams are pretty good. Yeah. So, standing up for them. Good for them. Cheese dick of the week. Camor,
1: who's your cheese dick? This one's tough because I know B's been on them, and um, it's it's kind of been a podcast team that we've liked, and especially coach, but Iowa State. Yeah, cheese dick. I mean, losing at home to West Virginia after – or actually, sorry, they were on the road in West Virginia, but – I mean, thirty-eight to thirty-one after a huge win against Oklahoma State, like to prove yourself and get back in the rankings and back in the Big Twelve playoff or in the Big Twelve championship game potentially. West Virginia didn't have a conference win going into this game. Yeah, so that's that's a bad loss. It's a bad. I mean, and West Virginia is not a bad team. I want I want to say that because I actually think they're sneaky. Like they only lost to Oklahoma by like three. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, they they but
1: they're decent. It just proved that Iowa State, man, like it's upsetting again. Because we like Matt Campbell. His name's been thrown around a lot of jobs. And kind of similar to the James Franklin loss against Illinois, now they're kind of like, shit, we need to figure out our own programs our own jobs before we kind of think bigger and further. So Iowa State for me.
0: Pitt Panthers. Oh, fuck. You are in control of the ACC. You have a huge win over Clemson. Everything's going in your side. And then you fucking stumble to a bad Miami football team at home. Mm Mm-hmm. It just can't happen. If you are going to be a good football team, you can't lose at home to Miami. What was weird was, I mean, Pitts played good defense all year. Yeah, and they gave thirty-eight and they points. Gave a game. ton of points. Yeah, it They're was a backup quarterback. It's it, cheese dick. Simple as that. It's the fucking cheese dick. Manny Diaz save his job? No, fuck no. No, he, I don't think so.
1: He just beat NC State and Miami. He saved his job. All right, oh, sorry, and Pitt. Pitt. NC State. And yeah,
0: Pitt. you know he could have. He could have. All right, moving on to this week's games. Actually, before we get into this week's, we had some some news going on. Gary Patterson fired? Oh, yeah. Thoughts? Had a hell of a run. He'll um, land somewhere. Yeah. His name popped up to me when you said Aranda going to SE. Yeah, him to Baylor? Or him to Baylor. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I, I like Gary Patterson, man. I mean, he's had really good football teams. Obviously, Andy Dalton's teams were good. Trevion Boykin's team really good, almost a playoff team that year, and they beat the shit out of Ole Miss in a uh, Fiesta Bowl, I think. Um, they're a good football team, you know. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I I don't like that for TCU because I, because like we said before, I mean the Big Twelve is up for grabs. Um, it goes into that whole thing we've talked about before. Like if you fire a guy this early, you probably have a name in mind. So right, right, um, good they, call. My point is they just better not miss.
0: All right, I what, don't. What do you think about it? You think of TCU, you think of Gary Patterson. So, yeah, he's done a great job. He, You know, hats off. I think it was time to get a new voice in there. Timing's a little weird. Um, you
1: see, they asked if he wanted to finish the season. He said no. Oh, really? Yeah. They kind of they asked him if he wanted to do an Ogeron. He was like, no, fuck you. Wow. Which, I, which good for him. You're going to fire me. I'm not going to do your job. Do you Figure see uh, Clay Helton got
0: a job today? What, Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern. Clay Helton's a joke. All right, moving on. Let's go to this week's games. Um, not a great slate. You know, put it to you that way. Not a great slate. Um, Wake Forest at North Carolina. North Carolina is actually favored by two and a half. That's in this shocking. In North Carolina. Shocking. This has got to be Wake Forest, one of their toughest games this year. I, it's a little <laughs> trap gamey. Uh Who do you got? I mean, I watched North Carolina this last
1: week. And like I said, Sam Howell is a guy. And he still put up points against a top 10 team in, in Notre Dame. Um I think I think North Carolina is going to win this game.
0: I can see it too. I kind of Especially feel it Especially at too. home.
1: Like it's weird
0: to say that. I've been on Wake all year. And
1: <laughs> I've been on Wake all year. North Carolina, you know, just played a top 10 team in Notre Dame. I think I think Notre Dame is better than Wake Forest. So I th- I think North Car- and North
0: Carolina only lost by 10. So I I like I like what North Carolina at home here. I'll take Wake just cuz I've been riding with them all year. I'll live and die with them. Yeah, why not? I'm going with them. Sneaky good game. Liberty and Ole Miss. Uh, Liberty uh, had stumbled a little bit, but they've been a solid team all year.
1: It's an interesting game. It's interesting. Uh, Hugh Freeze obviously left Ole Miss in a mass scandal. Yes. Um, if you don't know what that is, please look it up. But um, yeah, I mean Liberty obviously a very explosive offense. They were great last year. They took down Coastal in the bowl game. Um, they still have Malik Willis, who a lot of people are projecting as the best quarterback this year. As we said, Ole Miss coming off a loss and Matt Crowley being banged up. Kind of a kind of an interesting game here. Interesting. I think at the end of the day, Ole Miss gets it done. Too much for him. Just a little too much overall. I mean, yes, they might have a better player. I think mackerel's better than him personally, but yeah. Um but, but he is a very good quarterback and he's very dynamic. He's an Auburn transfer. So um yeah, give me Ole Miss probably.
0: I'll take Ole Miss as well. Yeah. Um uh, Michigan State travels to Purdue. They're only a three point favorite at Purdue. Number three team from the College Football Committee, kind of a trap game. Purdue beat Iowa in similar situation. In Iowa, do they have any chance to win this game?
1: I think they do. Wow. Um, Purdue has a good defense. Probably better quarterback in the game. They have a, the best defensive player. They have the best. He's a DN. He's very yeah. good. And David Bell, the receiver, is probably the best receiver in the game too. Like David Bell's a dude. Purdue has spots and pieces to be better, and that's why they beat Iowa. Michigan State also doesn't have a great secondary, so and Michigan exposed that with a with a passing game that isn't as good as Purdue's. So I think this is a definite opportunity. Um, I'm gonna think I'm I'm gonna hope that Michigan State keeps winning just for you know bigger matchups down the road. Um, But I could definitely see a route for Purdue to win this
0: game. The rest of the docket's not great. You know we have a couple games. We have one marquee matchup, but we have Tennessee at Kentucky. Uh, Really quick, who's your pick?
1: Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, Where is it being played?
0: It's in Kentucky. Kentucky's a one-point favorite. Give me Tennessee. I'll take Kentucky. I think Kentucky's better than people think. LSU at Bama. Does Bama cover the number 28 and a half? Yikes. (laughs) Uh,
1: 28 and a half. Yeah,
0: they do. All right. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Arkansas is a five-point favorite. Do they cover? Yeah, they do. I like Mississippi State. <laughs> okay, I like Mississippi
1: State. There. <laughs> I, I, Arkansas is that team that you know what? They're not bad. They've proven that they can beat
0: decent teams. You know what I this think week? They is? Win this game at home. You know what this week is? What? This is a great gambling weekend. This is it's like, a bad matchup for like this is college like, football, but it's a great like a, gambling this Saturday. Is like the,
1: uh, The graveyard of good teams. Yeah. Like matchups that were once good are now bad.
0: (laughs) LSU. LSU,
1: Bama. Tennessee,
0: Kentucky. Tennessee,
1: Kentucky. You've got... uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Yeah. What's the... um, Oklahoma State, West Virginia should be good normally. Um, The one you said earlier, or I mean, Ohio State, Nebraska. Should have been good. You know what I mean?
0: Let's go to the game of the week. Um, Game of the week is auburn at Texas A and M, thirteen but first fourteen. This has some playoff implications, kind of. Yeah, um, it does. Who, who, do you, who do you got in this game, and why?
1: Never thought I would say this, but I think Auburn is going to beat Texas. Wow, A&M. I do. I think. I think. Uh, I'm not saying Bo Nicks is the X factor here, Jeez. but I think he's better than Zach Calzada. Uh, Texas A and M has a good team, um, great defense. Obviously, we've talked about them all year. I just think. Uh, I think Auburn's just on the right track. I do.
0: I think AM wins this game. Yeah, you I think the straight opposite. Which, yeah, is, which is I think also it's, cool. I think it's the exact opposite because AM has a top five roster. Um they just haven't they lost early and I think they're starting to figure it out. You know, they looked really good the last few weeks, had a bye week this week. Auburn came off a, a big game. I think A and M takes care of business at home this week. You know what the game day is? It's Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. They're going to Cincinnati against Tulsa. We were just there. Wow. Game day. First time ever in Cincinnati. That's fucking Cincinnati. That fucking fires me up. That fires me up. All right. I got a question for you. I want to end the segment with. Sure. College football. Okay. You got to ride with one. You got to put one in your pocket and stash it. Okay. And you got to bury one forever. Okay. Three conferences. Oh, okay. The ACC, the Big 12, the Pac-12. So, what do you got to think about? Which is, which Big 12, with Oklahoma or without? Right now. Okay. The rest of this season, you got to ride. Oh, it with. okay. It's for the teams. rest of this year. So you get all the teams with it. So okay. like, say it again. So you got to. You said ACC. You got to ride with one. Yeah. You got to put one in your pocket and store it, and you got to fucking bury one. Okay. So you have the ACC. Is this future? Or is this this season? The rest of this season. Okay. So. I mean, if you want to rock with one team that you think's is going to go to the playoff and have a chance yeah. there, or if you want to go with the team that's going to get the most teams in the bowl game and kind of have, have success. So you get the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12.
1: I'm actually going to get you, get you a weird one. Um, I'm just going to... What was the one where I just killed them? What's bury them. Bury them. I'm going to bury the ACC this year. Um, Pitt, NC State both proved that even the top of that division this year is not, is not great. Um, Wake Forest is still at the top, but I, I just picked North Carolina to beat them, so that pretty much explains what I think of them this year. Um, so I'm just going to bury okay. the ACC. I'm going to get that one out of the way. I'm actually going uh, to ride with the Big 12.
0: Okay. Shockingly enough. Is I that think... because you think they're going to do well in bowl season? Because you don't really have Oklahoma going to a playoff. No. So that means you think they're going to do well in bowl season.
1: It's not that I think they're going to do well. I think they're... They're a decent team. I think Oklahoma State's a good team, and I also think Baylor's a good team. Fair enough. I think those three teams are better than the Pac-12's best three teams right now. Fair enough. And even and even if you go one deeper, you know Iowa State, Texas, like you know down that line, even at TCU. Honestly, Max Duggan is a good quarterback. You know, like, okay. they still have these teams that I could see the, win these matchups. Whereas I go to the Pac-12 and it's Oregon, period. Oregon, and then you go way down the list and it's Utah.
0: Utah, then Utah,
1: UCLA, AS, ASU. Yeah. You know, so for me, you know, I understand Oregon still has the route to make it. I but I don't like Oregon's chance in the playoff because I've said it before. I don't think Anthony Brown is the guy to beat an elite team personally.
0: Fair enough. All right. Um, Good question though. I will give you guys my picks on Instagram this week. So look out. Um, we'll post our college football picks. Um, but that's our college football segment. Wow, playoffs are out. Playoff. I mean, not out, but the rankings are out. So I don't think we'll get much movement unless we get some upsets this week, but interesting to see how they view these teams. So we'll be back on it next week when they come out with their, uh, their new ranking. So we'll have a reaction to it as well. So we're going to have these reactions. I liked that. I did too. It that was, was it was very genuine, shocking to yeah. say the least. All right. So that's college football. Uh, we'll see where we go. All right. Time for NFL. Um what a crazy Halloween day. K Morg was in um Chicago watching the Niner game. So he was wrapped up in that. I was, you know, by my TV all day watching all this unfold. Pretty wild day. Um let's start with Von Miller. Von Miller gets traded at the deadline to the Rams. What were your initial sh- initial thoughts on that?
1: I'm kind of giving away my thoughts on the Rams here, but this to me, I mean, it's, I'm not shocked that the Rams did this because they've proven that they're an organization and they have the general manager and coach that are willing to get after it and make decisions to to be elite. It cost them two second round picks,
0: so now they. Oh, it's two seconds. Two, I it was a second and a third. No, it's two seconds, I believe. Okay, they now have like three picks. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Next they year they never the have picks. They're going all in. Yeah, you got to give them credit. Yeah, they the do. The Broncos are paying nine million or the nine point seven for the rest of Von Miller's contract this year. Um, that defense becomes scary. And like I said, they, they're they going all in. Match him with Aaron Donald, Ramsey on the back end. Fuck, give him credit. And Leonard
1: Floyd, I mean, does this move the needle for you? I mean, you had the Packers as the best team in the NFC last week. Does this say that the Rams are in that mix, if not uh, there? Preseason, I had
0: the Rams going to the Super Bowl. That was yeah. my Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. So I got to ride with it, like, Aaron Rodgers can be anyone on any given day. I don't care who is on the other side, mm-hmm. but this Rams team is very dangerous, and if they get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, scary, very scary.
1: This to me is the Rams are now the team to beat in the NFC. Wow. Yeah,
0: I I don't I don't disagree with it. I mean, I, and, fucking I and this is scary. coming from a Niner fan. I know they're scary. Yeah, they're very scary. Um, but it was it was
1: a crazy Sunday. I mean. If we're not talking to other moves, I mean, I might be jumping ahead on the template. I haven't even looked, but Derek Henry.
0: Yeah, blown. I mean, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. We, we will get to it when we talk about that game. Um, but crazy Sunday. Trade deadline, a couple small moves, nothing. Niners picked up a guy from the Texans, DM. Yeah, pass rusher. Um, Sean Jackson got released today. Yeah. So I don't know where Weird. he ends up. Where's think, a good fit I don't, for him? I don't Top think of it your matters. head. Top of your head, where does he go to help the help uh, team out? How about New Orleans? Vegas Raiders. With the Rugs news today. Exactly. With the Rugs news today. Exactly. That's that's not a bad call. I could see that happening as well. Bring him in. All right. Let's get to the competition and review last week's games. Start with B. B had a total of six points, totaling 35. His lock was the Bills. Hit that. His upset was the Packers. Hit that as well. Nice call, B. Um, I had seven points, totaling up to 48. My lock was the Rams I hit and my upset was the Saints, so I'm now 7-0 in upset picks this year. Um, K-Morg, 6 points, totaling the 37. His lock was the Rams. Upset was the Patriots. Hit his upset as well. Thank you for that. That was an interesting upset. Yeah, it was. Um, Mac, 7 points, totaling the 40. His lock was the Bengals, so he lost his lock, but he hit, hit his upset with the Saints. So, once again, B hits an upset. We all hit it. So Mac is weirdly good at picks but then he'll fuck up the lock sometimes yeah like he it's will
1: strange but how about that the second week in a row that everyone's hit their upset it's been i mean as crazy as college football has been nfl has been just as crazy I would unbelievable say. the dogs
0: have gone yeah crazy this year all right so let's talk about the games we gotta start with thursday night it seems like forever ago now but the packers beat the cardinals on a crazy ending to that game no Devonte adams no alan lazard no mvs and fucking Aaron Rodgers gets it done. <laughs> and he got it done with, I mean, what, he only
1: had, he only had like 200. Yeah, they ran the ball really well.
0: Yeah. They did, they schemed it very well. It's a good game plan. It was a very good game plan. The running backs look great. Aaron Jones. AJ do you think Jalen. the
1: Cardinals were mis- hurting without uh, J.J. Watt?
0: Yeah, I think they are. And I think the Cardinals.
1: That's why I thought they needed to make a move. I didn't see anything.
0: They didn't do anything.
1: Um, Which is interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, I mean, Kyler goes down at the end of that game too. I mean, they had a position to win that game. Oh, know? definitely. Of course. One play at the end of that game. One play at the end of the game with your guy. With it, Yeah, AJ Green, miscommunication. Yikes. Doesn't turn around. But, I mean, this was a
1: big game. I mean, obviously, B, it was his kind of show-up game for the Cardinals. Like, oh, you think you're that good? Come beat the Packers, the team that has been to the NFC Championship games, you know, multiple, multiple times now, and they couldn't get it done.
0: Yeah. the This was a bad, bad look for the Cardinals because – They weren't at full strength for the Packers. They just weren't. And the Packers dominated this game for the most part. They got stopped on a three-down drive, four-down drive on the two-yard line. That gave the Cardinals a chance. But if they get that, the game's over. The Cardinals got dominated in this game, and now Kyler's banged up. I'm worried about this Cardinals team, to be honest with you. They started off so hot, I don't know how well they're going to finish up this season. Yeah, what kind of was I mean? Not alarming to me is they didn't put up a
1: ton of points in that game. Hopkins seemed
0: to kind of banged up. He wasn't playing like the whole time. Yeah,
1: and it was like I mean, this is a team that put up a ton of like their offense was so explosive at one point this season. I mean, against the Rams, the Titans, they blew up. Yeah, they blew them out. Like, and then they kind of falter a little. The Rams, yeah, Packers. You know, they have their defense is good. They're not you know elite, elite. But they're you know, solid. But they're also out with their, with their their best corners not playing. You know what I mean? So it's like it's just one of those things where it's like you expect a lot from the Cardinals in this game. it didn't show up. The Niners get
0: past the Bears. K-Morg was there. Yeah. How was that? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I obviously had a very long weekend. Yeah, But it was amazing. Like I said, um, we we, we drive to Chicago uh, Sunday morning. I should tell my little fuck up story, huh?
0: Yeah, that's pretty funny. So
1: I, I, I'm bad with time apparently when I'm in other... <laughs> other states and time zones um we're, you know my dad and i were sitting at lunch trying to get some pizza and i'm thinking in my head like 1 p.m game i got time it's 11 20 11 30 ish pizza's on its way right now where we're at deep dish spot in chicago and i'm watching you know nfl sunday um fox on the tv and they're showing garoppolo warming up and just like 30 minutes to kick off and i look at my dad and i'm like holy shit the game's at 12. Not one, because we we moved time zones from Indiana to Chicago, so my dumbass thought I gained an hour, but in reality the the fucking game starts at the same time, so we needless to say we jam out of there. Don't pay for the food, we just we just took off, just fucking dipped. Order this
0: big ass deep dish pizza coming out. Yeah, who got that? We don't know.
1: No, hopefully the waiter that probably would have had to pay for it.
0: Hopefully he ate it. <laughs> Hopefully he ate it because so we, fucking pissed. we as sure his shit didn't pay for it. Just coming out fucking two hands with fucking oven mitts on. Trying to eat pizza, Just looking around like what the hell happened? To
1: thankfully, thankfully the the stadium's very close to downtown Chicago. So we get over there in time, slam a couple beers in the car and uh, get to the stadium right after kickoff happens. So, wow. So you saw the whole game. I saw the whole game. Yeah, it was great. Um, Jimmy looked great. Dude, the game itself, Jimmy over 300 with four total touchdowns in the game. I mean, Again, we 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 do this every week. We talk shit on Jimmy or whatever. CY is obviously very critical of him, and he gets it done. He just gets it done. He he like, did he did great.
0: I mean, with all the pressure around him right now, yeah. to perform, he had a great game. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I appreciate that. But the flip side, I mean, I thought Justin Fields also looked
1: great. I, I did mean, too. He also had an incredible run at one point, but he again Nagy was out. So the play calling duty is obviously taken over by the offensive coordinator and they put him in situations to be successful against a, excuse me, a good front seven niners. I mean, Bosa looked really good. He got his, but at least they had Justin Fields in space, able to work and move. So it could
0: have been your quarterback.
1: And I was talking to Bears fans about that um, at the game on Sunday, man. I mean, that was uh, interesting to watch. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could have been our quarterback that jury's still doing better
0: that no one, no rookie quarterbacks running away with. Being elite. I, I mean, think there might be one. He's on a good team. Mac Jones on a good team. We'll talk about it in a second. How did you know? I was thinking of Mac Jones. Oh, maybe not. I am. Without him, there's <laughs> anyone
1: else. Um, but regardless, I mean, I saw a ton of points in both of my games I went to. And I mean, a game that the Niners, you know, we don't expect to put up that many points. I mean, we got it done. So that was really cool to watch, too. All
0: right. Steelers edge, edge out the Browns in a defensive battle. Um, Baker did not look good. Trouble in Paradise with OBJ. Do you see that? His fucking dad's saying stuff. LeBron saying stuff for Maybe OBJ. Jay posted something at one point, didn't he? Like he wants out. He wanted out today. They didn't trade him. It's not good in Cleveland right now. Um, are you worried about the Browns? Yeah, you should be. Yeah. You definitely should be. And it's a lot of
1: things. And it's the offense, which is weird because Stefanski had done such a great job last year in getting them successful. And maybe it's Baker's injury. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But you, you should be worried because, you know, this is a really good roster, and they're not playing like it.
0: They're not, and there's obviously trouble in paradise. Odell had one fucking target in this game. Um, Kareem's Hunt, Kareem Hunt is out. Nick Chubb is back. And they got three really good running backs. Johnson is a fucking stud. Mm. So, yeah, he is good. <laughs> He's good. Who the fuck is that guy? I, they got him off the street, so... They got three good running backs. Baker's obviously a problem. Um, does this say anything to you about the Steelers? Quietly winning games? It's just, it's the same narrative.
1: I mean, they didn't put up a ton of points, but they have a good defense. And that's and that can win you football games.
0: Yeah, the defense is good, and they're getting healthy on that side of the ball. It's, yeah, it's just another... We'll talk about the AFC North, because I think it's a very interesting division. Not with the fact that it's my division, but I think mean in general, that, that division is very interesting. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Titans get past the Colts. Carson Wentz is a fucking mess, man. This game was down to the wire really late. He throws a pick on his own, like two yard line and the Titans end up winning this game. Um, you got to blame Wentz. Like what's your thoughts on Wentz this year? And is he the guy, is he the right guy for them in Indy or are you out on him? I'm going to get to that segment in a little bit. Oh. I'm developing one in my head right now. Okay. So let's talk about the other side of the ball. The Titans find a way to win. They were down, back and forth kind of game. Derrick Henry goes down. Um, What do they call the injury? It was that bone in his foot that broke. It's very, it happens all the time. Very common. Anyways, he goes down. Surgery today. It looks like he's going to be out for the year. They said possibly the playoffs he can come back. But you got to imagine what capacity could he actually be in in the playoffs. How big of a loss is this injury for the Titans? Oh, it's
1: huge. I mean, you want to talk about it. I don't know if there's another player that's offense revolves around as much as Derek Henry. I think probably Lamar Jackson is up there with him. I would say Derek Henry is right there, though.
0: For non-quarterbacks, he— like For non-quarterbacks,
1: number one by far. He's
0: accountable for 38% of the offense, which is— by far higher than anyone else in the NFL. For sure. So the usage of him is absolutely incredible. And where did they go from here? Because I've been a fan of Tannehill. I think he's done well. He's really going to have to carry this team now with Derrick Henry out because the offense ran through Derrick Henry. And with him gone, they sign AP, but he's not Derrick Henry. No one's Derrick Henry. Tannehill, you got paid. You got Julio Jones, who I know has been banged up in and out of the lineup. You got A.J. Brown. You have to take over. If your team is going to be elite, I don't think... I think this knocked them out as being a Super Bowl team. I had them in the Super Bowl against the Rams. I think that just think ended. Done? I think that just ended with Derrick Henry going down. I don't think they can win enough now. But they can still win the division. And it's going to be a matter of how well Tannehill plays the rest of the year. Because the division's not good. You have the Colts who are... They just beat... The Colts keep losing. They, they keep like, losing. They're
1: losing games that they might win. They should win and they don't. They just
0: keep losing. And then you have Houston and the Jags, who are just fucking terrible. So Tennessee should still win the division. How high of a seed they get now is going to be very interesting. Yes, because they're all in the mix. The AFC's bottled up. How well can Tannehill do? Um, anything on the Wentz? Or are we come back to that Wentz point. We'll come back to Wentz. All right, I got, I got something. All right, Jets upset the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to talk about it because it was the biggest upset of the week. Maybe the. People were saying the biggest upset of the year. Um, uh,
1: Jets Jets also beat the Titans. Also they did. a big upset. They had Zach
0: Wilson in that game, though. Mitch White knows the truth. Mitch White is the truth. Um, this game, to me, as a Bengals fan, obviously it was frustrating. Obviously, it was a huge loss. Brutal loss. Um, I don't know if I want to say we came out flat. Because we definitely came out flat on the defense side of the ball, without a doubt. The offense was fine. We we had a pick that went to the two yard line, and we couldn't punch it in. We went for it on fourth down, didn't get it in. Didn't score any points off the turnover. One of those fourth downs that you mentioned, going after going down, going for on fourth down instead of taking the points. Yep. Um, besides that, I think Cincinnati is. I think they're the eighth youngest team in football, and they haven't had success. So this was the first time the media was on them all week. You know they're starting to feel that success after the Baltimore win. They got to learn how to deal with the success. And they didn't do it in this game. Um, They let the Jets hang around. They were up by 11 points with like seven minutes left. And ended up losing the game. Um, I thought the coaching was atrocious. Uh, We didn't make any adjustments on defense. Mitch White threw for 406 yards. His average flight of ball was 3.7 yards in the air. Oh, damn. It was check down Charlie the whole day. Yeah, that's right. And their running backs, I think each running back had like almost 100 yards receiving. Yeah. They were eating our linebackers alive, quick slants. And then it would be like a tight end left over the middle. And that's all it was. They were going six yards, six yards, six yards all the way down the field. And they were trying to get a stop. So very poor performance from our defense who has been rock solid all year. I mean, they just ate Lamar up the week before. So I think it's just a letdown, um, disappointing loss, but hats off to the Jets. They played well. They played hungry. They were fired up. Um, it was really weird. I was listening to a couple different things, and it was a lot of insiders were saying, so the Patriots beat the f- shit out of the Jets the week before, like 55 to 6. Like dog shit, yeah. The Jets ran the same exact script and playbook as the Patriots did against them the week before. And insiders were like, we've never seen this before. They literally took everything the Patriots did to them, and they used it for the Bengals, and they were successful. So hats off to the floor they're Matt LaForce's brother. Yeah. He was, he's OC Mm -hmm. first time in the booth or something. Robert Sala, man. Hey, Robert Sala had a good game plan. They took away everything from chase. I mean, Bengals still fucking scored 31 points. They should have won. The offense wasn't the problem. Yeah. Burrow looked fine. He threw a pick late. That wasn't, it was a tipped ball, but bad loss for the Bengals. No hiding from it. Bad loss, unacceptable. I think it could help them in the long run though. I really do. I think this kind of lights a fire under them that, they need to learn how to beat bad teams and they can't take anyone for granted
1: to shit on a little bit of you, but also our group chat for getting annoyed at college football players for being so inconsistent. This <laughs> was one of the most inconsistent week to week performances I've seen. And yeah, I mean, it to, was to go out and absolutely shit on the Ravens yeah. and then turn around and do this is
0: fair. Crazy. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it was very, Tale of two different teams in two different games. Uh, I mean, the offense, you could say the same. They're consistent. But defensive. Completely. Throw it away. Throw it away. I, I, I mentioned this to uh, one of our buddies a few weeks ago. Um, every NFL team gets one clunker where they just don't show up for a week. They lose to a team they're not supposed to, or they get blown out by a team they shouldn't get blown out by. I was mentioning it on the Chargers-Ravens game. That was just a clunker for the Chargers. You move on, you throw it away. I think every team gets one. I hope this is the Bengals' one clunker they can just fucking get away with. All right, moving on. Speaking of those Chargers, Patriots go in, they beat the Chargers in a close game. Um, Bill Belichick has fucking Justin Herbert's number. (laughs) His two lowest QBRs in his career are against Bill Belichick two years in a row. And, you know, the Patriots are sneakily hanging around. I don't think they win the division, but they're playing good football. They have a good running game. Mac Jones is performing well. This was a big game for them, I thought. I on thought the Chargers were gonna roll this game. In LA. Chargers coming off a bye. Yeah. Thoughts? Thoughts on the Patriots?
1: I like what I see. Like I was telling you before, Mac Jones on the field has been the best rookie quarterback this year.
0: I mean, without a doubt. Yeah. But he was also put in the best situation. They had the best lineup, any any first any any rookie, best defense, best coach. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, he was drafted later than them, so he's on a better team yeah. technically. Um, I would I would say, I mean, the Bears on the field might have better players. The Bears were a
0: playoff team last year.
1: Coaching isn't even close. It's obviously the Patriots, but right. obviously, I mean but when Trey Lance was in the game, Mac Jones has played better than Trey Lance. You know, what I mean the Niners probably yeah. have a better team than the Patriots too. But I don't want to spend too much time on this game. But I mean, yeah, give it up to Mac Jones and uh Chargers. A little bit, of, a little bit concerned there. Oh
0: yeah, are you are you concerned with the Chargers? A little bit. I I wasn't going into this game. Slightly now, I'm a little concerned right now. Um, their defense hasn't been great, and that's a defensive coach, so they need to turn it around. Um, but they got a chance with the Chiefs being so bad in that fucking division. The Raiders are good, but I they already beat the Raiders once, so Chargers are okay. They're okay. Are the Patriots a playoff team? I think they might be. But I had them in bold. <laughs> I think they might stars. be. They might be. <laughs> all right. Saints upset the Bucks. Another big upset on Sunday, Halloween. Um, Jameis tears his ACL. Um, after, it was a tie game at the time when he yeah. tears his ACL. He goes down. Um, Trevor Simeon comes in. They still put up 30 points. I mean, one of them was a pick six. Brady has trouble with the Saints in the playoffs. Or in the playoffs in the regular season. I mean, on the... What do you have on this game? I don't even know. Does it say more about the Saints or the Bucks in this? I think it says
1: more about the Bucks. I mean, I don't know because the Saints' defense obviously showed up, and they they might be elite. They're they're pretty good, and it's like, can they carry it into whatever? I just think at the end of the day. I don't think you can make the playoffs with Trevor Simi as your quarterback.
0: Agreed. I think they should went or they should go and sign Cam Newton, in my mind. They should sign Cam Newton. They should
1: trade for Jimmy G. They should trade for
0: Do you see what Philip Rivers came out today and said, like oh, they haven't no. called, but I'd be interested. Oh no. Philip Rivers came out and said that. Oh no. Sean Payton's like, dude, don't fucking bring me Philip Rivers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like He can't throw the ball past twenty five minutes. But he's right perfect
0: now. though, just to throw it to Camara. That's all he do anyways.
1: Well yeah, like yeah, I mean breeze esque. But they were successful with Winston throwing the ball downfield at times.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big loss for them. I definitely, think that, that really kills them. Are you worried about the Bucs or are they still elite? I'm not worried about them. So you think that the Saints are pretty good then? No, I think it was just a tough game. I think the Saints needed it more than the Bucks, and I think they played like they needed it more. Okay. That's so fair. I think the Bucs are still going to be there. It's, the it's end. just
1: hard for me to determine, like, NFL wins and losses because it's it's just, we live in this NFL world where it's like you can lose multiple games and still be okay you know what I mean it's like that's just not college football to me and it's just different well
0: it's not it's NFL
1: I know but it's like you can lose games to me and it's like you lose a game you suck
0: you don't well, suck yeah.
1: in NFL college but it's like you lose a game and it's a big deal Well, one here thing, it's like whatever
0: one thing I will notice I've noticed about the NFL this year as opposed to years past and maybe because there's a lot more losses going on but really reactional this year week to week reactions there's been a, like the reactions week to week have been incredible, where in the past it's kind of like you expect the longevity of a team and you kind of foresee it, but this year people are reacting heavy week to week. I think it's just been crazy that the, the Chiefs
1: in particular have been losing so much. I think that's kind of why. It's they like we went from two years of them losing one or like three yeah, NFL they, regular season games now they've lost four.
0: Um, unbelievable. All right. Cowboys beat the Vikings on Sunday night football with no Dak Prescott. (laughs) Cooper Rush. First of all, before we get into the Cowboys, fucking Vikings. Figure it out. Like, you can't score on a good Dallas defense, but regardless, this is your opportunity. Sunday night football, you still have a chance to get yourself into the playoffs. You got you. They threw a bone at you that Dak doesn't play. And you still can't find a way to win. Zimmer's going to get fired because of this. He's going to get fired if they don't figure it out. And it's very disappointing that they can't win. This was a game I thought they had to win, and they didn't do it. Oh, for sure. You've got a vulnerable Cowboys team without Dak Prescott. You better win that game. What does it say about the Cowboys? So the Cowboys are a good fucking team. They're fucking for real. Thank you. The Cowboys are for real. Cowboy fan. The <laughs> Cowboys are for real because they're finding ways to win. And good teams find a way to win. Yes. You know, ugly yeah with a backup quarterback i'm not willing to say they're on the road i don't know how deep this team can go i don't think they're coached very well i mean but you're talking about rams bucks packers no it's it's an absolute killer hit list of nfc teams rate those teams so what are they packers rams uh cowboys and bucks i think the von miller move
1: has for me the rams at the top okay um Packers two Cowboys three Bucks four
0: interesting yeah Bucks four fuck it Cow- the Bucks beat the Cowboys I just talking out of my ass all right I wouldn't I wouldn't take too much into that um not a, we don't have it down but last night's game Giants at Chiefs it's fucking alarming now <laughs> like it it was alarming before now it's like they barely beat the fucking Giants last Are night Are the
1: Giants not that bad though
0: they're not good
1: I feel like they're not that bad. I agree with you. I think they I, might I be, you, they might be the second
0: bad. best team in the NFC East. Yeah. I mean, Philly blew out the Lions, though. <laughs> I don't know. The, the Giants, their defense is okay. They are. Yeah, but, that's... but Mahomes, two years ago, they win this game by 30 points. Oh, by 80. Are the Chiefs going to make the playoffs, plain and simple?
1: I saw something. They're next. They have the hardest schedule the rest of the way out. They're, they have to play the Packers still. They have to play the Bills again, I think, for some reason. They still have to play the Chargers. They have to play the Raiders twice. Like Their schedule the rest of the year is fucking tough. It is. Like, very tough. So, for me, it's like it's one of those things where, like, you still, it's kind of like what you say week to week when you're gambling. You get pissed off at yourself. You need to stop betting teams what you think they are and yes. look at what they are on the field. Yes. And to me, the Chiefs on the field are not
0: that good. They're not. So they're, to me, on the field, they're not a playoff team. Tyreek has drop issues. They can't run the ball. They don't know how to take chunk like. They don't know how to check down. They don't. They just down. and it's. I don't think Mahomes has been figured out. He's still fucking Patrick Mahomes. who's fucking elite. He's Still Patrick Mahomes. But it's alarming. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs.
1: Crazy. So. What I was leading alluding to earlier is we have a number of franchise starting quarterbacks this year that are underperforming, I right. would say. Okay. So I'm gonna rattle them off to you. You tell me you're like fully concerned, somewhat concerned, or not concerned at all with these with the performances. Okay. I've not guys. seen
0: this list. So okay. I'll go off the top of my head. Baker Mayfield. Somewhat concerned. I'm not full panic mode with him yet, but I'm somewhat concerned on leaning towards Fully concerned because that roster's fucking good. It's very good, very good, and he seems like the odd duck. So mm-hmm. I'm somewhat concerned, leaning towards. It's a great way to put it, Carson Wentz. Almost the exact same, like I actually, you know what? Fuck it, I'm fully concerned. Hmm. He's not good. I mean, he's not good. I think, and this is similar to the Browns, a pretty good roster, not a bad roster. Yeah, they the elite running back they got. Um, Pittman, one of the who,
1: better linebackers. Like they, their defense is great.
0: Pittman's turning out to be a superstar in the making. Number one, he's turning into yeah, a number, one number one guy. I mean, they haven't had Ty Hilton much, but so yeah, they they have two good tight ends.
1: So other teams win. Other quarterbacks win in that in that the, team. These
0: turnovers are very concerning. Very. I'm yeah. I'm so. What was it? It You're was fully concerned. Fully concerned. This one's a little obvious. Sam Darnold. Fully concerned. They're going to move on from him as soon as that the last day of the regular season is. Yeah, and
1: I'll second that one because I've had the Panthers as being very good this year, and I still think they would be very good with a different quarterback from what I've seen.
0: Uh, we put two. B was the fucking the lead advocate on this. Sam D- he loves Sam Darnold. On Sam Darnold, and I kind of bought into it too much. He's fucking terrible. But the Pan- the team is good.
1: He was, hiding, okay. he was hiding behind a good team the and a good okay. defense.
0: The team's okay. Right. Uh, Tua? Somewhat, but leaning towards not concerned not yeah he was put in probably the worst situation like the dolphins gave him no favors the offensive line is fucking atrocious he has one weapon the running game's atrocious they've showed no faith in him and he's dealt with injuries give him a fair shot you know throw him in another situation put him on the colts what would he do on the colts i think he'd be okay and I've been the worst to a guy. Yeah, you have been. I've been so the I'm, hardest. I'm actually crit- very shocked. I've been the hardest to a critic, but he has not had a fair shake of it. And what, the last what few made weeks, you change your mind all of a sudden because he's playing pretty well the last two weeks. Yeah, he has. And with all the trade rumors, I just don't think they've given him a fair shot. I don't think he's great by all means, but I think they haven't given him any favors. Very Somewhat interesting
1: concerned. there.
0: there. Uh, Jalen Hurts. This is probably the guy I've watched the least of, fantasy wise. He puts up great numbers, and they kind of win. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> and not at concerned. Worst, yet. And at worst, they compete. I think he bought himself another year at least, so I'm not. I'm not concerned with Jalen Hurts right now. Okay, I could. It could go week to week with that guy for sure. Kirk Cousins. Not cons- uh He's a tough one. Somewhat concerned. Somewhat concerned because this performance last week. He was playing pretty well before this. But against the Browns, against the Cowboys, just can't put up points. And they have weapons. And they have a good supporting cast. I just feel like he can't beat the better teams. He can't. You're right. You're right. against And in big games. Yes. Big games, it's he struggles. Both. Yeah. So I'm somewhat concerned for sure.
1: This is the toughest as far as he seems like a lock. But past couple of performances, Justin Herbert.
0: Not concerned. Not concerned yet. Um, he's had two rough games in a row A little concerning after a bye Sophomore slump Maybe a little bit um, I think just more The NFL is such a So many smart people are in the NFL that Bill, when, Bill Belichick being one of them Exactly when you get a lot of tape On a guy How you do after that Allotted amount of tape You know because guys are studying everything you do And now you have What 25 games or so of Justin Herbert tape, mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing trends. You're going to start seeing reads that maybe he needs to clean up. I think he, if he goes back, he watches what he's doing, learns from it, starts reading defenses better because I don't believe he's reading defenses really well right now. I'm not concerned with him. All right. are you?
1: I'm kind of, I'm on the somewhat because it's it's what we kind of thought going into the season with him or going into the first season with the, him is the, the defense. You know, the reading the defense is at Oregon. He was a very fast-paced, this guy will be open. Yes. you know, Yes, you're, you're throwing to this. this guy no matter what. Yes, and he, I, I just don't see the progression from there. Last year, he was gunslinging. He looked great. And again, like you said, when you have better minds that play against him, I think it's he's shown that um, he struggles. So from, to me, it's it's a, it's a not very because I still like the talent and all that right. to somewhat. I would he's say.
0: obviously the least on this group. You know, the least concerned with this group, I think. Yeah, he was Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Big Nuts Player of the Week. There was actually a a decent amount of guys to choose from because we had so many upsets, I feel like. Um, You want to start with Big Nuts Player of the Week? Who you got?
1: I'm never a homer, but I got to give my love to my guy, Jimmy G. Yeah, fair enough. Give him some love.
0: Wait. What 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 was his line? Let me read his line real quick. I have it right here. I mean he went fucking crazy. Seven seventeen for twenty eight, three hundred and twenty two yards. He had a bunch of rushing yards he too. Had two
1: touchdowns rushing.
0: Yeah. Um it's Trey Lance who?
1: I don't need whoa. no mobile
0: quarterback. I got Jimmy G. Whoa. Yeah, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, they, they scored thirty three points on offense, so the offense did well. He did well. I'm good with it. What do you like? See I I'll go Cooper Rush. Fuck it. Fuck it. You step in and you win a game. You just give it to the backup
1: quarterbacks in general. That stuff. Yeah, up, the, I mean
0: Mitch White. Hats off. You know, you came in and, um, Mitch White college. No idea. I think it was Western Kentucky. No fucking idea. Yeah, that got you. You, the, you got there.
1: me finally on a Mitch White call. <laughs> Mitch White. Damn. Cooper
0: Rush. do You know his? I don't know his.
1: Uh, he's he's a uh, he's like a Texas.
0: He's a big school.
1: No, not not University of Texas, but he's like a like a Texas Tech. He's something like that.
0: Let's see. I'm I'm now I'm interested. I want to look it up. Cooper Rush, Central Michigan. Oh
1: wow. Orlando's wow. guys. Chippewas.
0: was yeah. <laughs> two backup quarterbacks going in and, from no-name Good no name colleges. No name. All right. So let's get into this week's competition. Week nine. We gotta start with my game. Browns at the Bengals. Um this is a huge AFC North game. This is the last AFC North team um, the Bengals have not played yet. They're a two and a half point favorites at home, coming off a three-game road, um, I mean, uh, roadie. So they've been uh, they did it two, row, two and one on the road. They're two and one in the division. Baker's coming off a loss against the Steelers at home. We mentioned their struggles. Mac is going to take the Bengals. B is going to take the Bengals. You know where I'm at. K-Morgan, lone wolf, or clean sweep? No, it's Bengals here. Browns are in
1: absolute turmoil shambles right now.
0: Really? I didn't expect a clean sweep right here, especially with... Especially coming off a loss to the Jets? Well, not only that, but coming off preseason predictions of the Browns and how good everyone thought the Browns were going to be. But it's it's like you said, it's what
1: I see on the field right now, and the Browns are not going to... They lose to the Steelers. They're not going to beat the Bengals.
0: Fair enough. Who do you think wins the division at the end of the year? Still in the Bengals or you think Ravens?
1: Uh, it's, it's between those two You don't it's, think the Steelers can I'd have to own. look at the schedules the rest of the way out But I mean What are they tied
0: right now? No The Steelers are 4-3 and three, Bengals are 5-3 and three, Ravens are 5-2 Because the Bengals haven't had their bye the other two have Yeah haven't. they
1: have I mean Steelers I don't even
0: consider Bengals they, are 2-0 in the division Yeah um, It's
1: Bengals or Ravens I, I would just in my head think Ravens But I don't know
0: Alright Packers at the Chiefs the Chiefs are a three-point favorite here. Uh, I
1: The line actually went back to even.
0: Did it really? Yeah. Already? Mm-hmm. Looking at it right now. Wow. Even money. Mac is taking the Packers. You know where B's going with the Packers. Who are you going? Chiefs. God damn it, so am <laughs> I. I have the Chiefs, too. I can't. I can't. I, I'm taking the Chiefs. I think the Packers can't win the re- win out. They had a tough game. They get the extra couple days. They get Adams back. They get MVS and Lazard back. Packers, I think, 7-1 and one against the spread. Wow. Yeah, they lost the first week, and they've been 7-0 since. Yep. So I, I think they're going to they're gonna lose another game somewhere. I think the Chiefs are in like dire mode. They're going to take that underdog mentality right now because everyone's expecting Packers to win.
1: To me, it's weird. Is like the Chiefs are almost like it's weird because they have such an elite coach that they feel so like panic mode to me. They do. Like you should be like, guys, let's figure this out. We're better than this. Let's get together. And they feel so panicky to me.
0: They want Sorensen shot in the street right now. But he still plays. They want like if he, he can't go out to dinner in Kansas City, but right he still now. plays. Like they'll they'll it's mug the him. They'll, they'll murder seen. him in front of every... like. Yeah. The I, Packers are my team. Like my NFC team. Like I rock with the Packers. But yeah, you do. This is a game I can see them losing because Chiefs at home. I mean, it, it's and they're. You know, hungry dog fucking hunts best. And they're fucking hungry right now. They gotta win. Yeah. All right. Cardinals at the Niners. This is a big game. Um Mac and B are gonna take the Cardinals. I'm actually gonna take the Niners. Hey. Kyler's banged up. They said one to three weeks. We don't even know if he's gonna play in this game. I think he does. The X factor is the Cardinals have owned the Niners the last two or three years. Yeah. Played really well against them. And it's because Kyler has that ability to run around and make plays get those pass rushers on their toes. He's not going to be as mobile. I think that's the difference. Um I think the Cardinals are going to kind of going a little bit skid here. I think the Niners understand they have to win this game to stay in contention in the division. They have to. I'm going to go with the same kind of motto as the Chiefs, hungry dog hunts best. Cardinals are banged up. Give me the Niners. Who do you got,
1: Morgan? 49ers are winning this football game. Wow. Um and I'm and I'm actually fairly confident they will. Um like you said, Kyler's banged up and what was it? Week three, we went out to Arizona and played them, and we barely lost that football game with Trey Lance at quarterback. We had that was a the best
0: game you guys played all year. It
1: was, and in, in a loss. I mean, Bosa ate. He had like two or three sacks in that game. Like our defense looked phenomenal, and Kyler's banged up again. He's been banged up since that game, actually, because Bosa I think messed up his shoulder. But um, I and I see the same thing. We're coming off a big win. Our offense looked great. And I think we get the job done here. I really do.
0: I I think it has a lot to say with his mobility not going to be there this game. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest X factor. But I could see the Niners pulling this game out. But it wouldn't shock me if Kyler is a little more healthy than we think and goes berserk. I mean, he's that good. But I think he's he's banged up. So I I like the Niners here. Okay. All right, Titans at the Rams. This was a bigger game going into <laughs> it with Derek Henry. Obviously, we get the news on him that he's not going to be there. It's a clean sweep with the Rams. Okay. Is there any? Any way that the Titans win this game? You know I'm not a Tannehill guy, so no. Yeah. I mean, Julio's banged up, but he could be a difference maker because if Ramsey's going to have to trail J. one of Brown's guys, kind of figuring it out finally. He's kind of going berserk lately. Yeah, um, After you trade him away. If they get in a shootout, the Titans' defense is good enough, I think, to okay. keep them at bay. It could happen. I don't see it happening. No. Um, Patriots at the Panthers. This is a sneaky, interesting game. Patriots are playing really well. B's taking the Patriots. Max taking the Panthers. K. Morgan, who do you got? This is a tough one
1: because Panthers at home. I love my home dogs. Patriots are playing very well, and Panthers coming off a good win this past week. Panthers Patriots and Panthers, big wins. Right. Um, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Um, oh
0: fuck! Stephon Gilmore's finally playing though. First game back against his old team.
1: I'll just say, I will just—I already said Patriots, so I'll stick with the Patriots. I think uh, it's kind of like what you said with Bill Belichick playing against quarterbacks. He's known to mess with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was the whole seeing ghosts thing was against Bill Belichick. That's right. I could see a very similar situation happening here this week. I'm going to take the Patriots.
0: I'm going to take the Panthers based on exponential factors. Two big wins for the Patriots. A very emotional big-time win last week on the West Coast now you got to come home go to a panthers team and play really good defense yeah i think they keep it close i can see the panthers finding a way to kind of run the ball a little bit better than the chargers did take the ball out of sam donald's hand a little bit and find a way to squeak out a close one give me the under yeah i like that i like the under there all right lock b's lock he's I think B is making a business decision because he's in last place right now. Oh, no. He's going to start picking someone close. I think he's in it because he's coming down like last like nine weeks. Yeah. Losing locks. So he's taking the Raiders at the Giants. I. That's okay. I, I think that's a sneaky game. I think the, the Giants can win that game. I think it's a sneaky game. I think, yeah, I think the Giants. I be, think
1: B's starting to make some business, business moves. Business
0: moves. I think. Who do you think will win that game? Raiders have I,
1: I would take the Giants plus. Two I kind of
0: like the Giants as a home dog there. Yeah, Raiders don't typically do well on the on the East Coast. They have lately under Gruden. They have, but historically they don't do well on the East Coast. I mean,
1: they're playing good football, and then I mean, we didn't really talk about Henry Ruggs, but I mean, that's something that's going to be weighing Disaster. on that team
0: for sure. For sure, I they could they should win this game. Should we get into that a little bit? I mean, it's just a shitty situation all around. We don't know all the details as of this point,
1: but obviously there was a drunk driving from Henry Ruggs and someone lost her life apparently. Died, yes. Which so, is
0: very unfortunate. Which awful situation. How it affects the team? Who knows? Who knows? That's going to be interesting. They got to go across, off a of bye though. Yeah. Across country. And the Giants are on a short week after playing Monday Night Football. Playing good team. De- I'm staying away defense.
1: from this game though. Yeah, I might just fully stay away or I would take the Giants. I'm not betting the Raiders though.
0: My lock is the Bills, they play the Jags. The Jags are a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> did you happen to see any of this game at Seattle? I didn't, but I saw they got blown out, which is crazy. Not only did they get blown out, they were doing the stupidest shit coaching decisions. Like Urban's trying to get fired. I, that's what it made it look like to me. Yeah. Like Urban was trying to get fired. They made, They scored late a little bit, but they couldn't stop anything that Seattle was doing. I mean, at one point, Geno Smith was like nine for nine with two tugs. That's bad. That's bad. And they the uh, running back goes down. Yeah.
1: So I'm taking the Bills too. By the way.
0: That that's yours. Yeah. That's, that's actually game. Max as well. So we're a clean slate there. That's an easy. And one. We're, the only reason it's not a full clean sweep is because B has to make some business decisions. Business moves, which is kind of soft because we still got nine weeks left. He called and out Mac last week for being soft. And we only have he's only down from you from two points. two points.
1: And I feel like I'm up more. I don't know how that happened.
0: You <laughs> see that every year because it's points. bullshit.
1: Somehow like. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm like, oh, I hit take, an upset again, hit another upset, and like, I'm like four points ahead, and I'm like, what the fuck is that happening? Well, everyone
0: hit their upsets last two weeks. All right, whatever. All right, as we get into it, upset of the week, I have a lot of pressure on me now, because now people are starting to ride with it, like we're just going to hammer <laughs> oh, it. Oh,
1: God. I'm 7-0. Yeah, the fucking nation and is listening.
0: 7-0, incredible. Okay, what's your pick? I'm going to have to go last, because we have to hear everyone else's. But podcast podcast credit, everyone swept the last two weeks' upsets. That's pretty fucking good. That's eight upsets because we don't all go on the same thing. B's taking the Vikings, which I called them out for being a shitty team. They're at the they're at Baltimore coming off a bye. Baltimore got embarrassed last time out by the Bengals. Oh that I don't see that happening. I would love it.
1: It's not a bad pick, though. I think that game's in like Baltimore.
0: That. Um B's taking the Vikings. Okay. What's Mac doing? He's taking the Jets Thursday night at the Colts. I think he's buying into <laughs> the Jets playing one really good game. Ah. I think the Colts kill them. Colts have a very
1: good defense,
0: and they have you know a good running game too. Which, yeah, uh, the the Jets have a good front seven with Mosley back. They do. Um, I'm taking the Bears. Monday Night Football at the Steelers. The I think Justin Fields coming out party. Give me the Bears. Hey, Morgan. Yeah,
1: I'm with you actually. Really? I, I like the Bears. Smart I, I, man, follow me. I watched them play this last week, and I think what Fields put on the field, weird, but yeah, whatever <laughs> I weird. just said, um, the product that was on the field this past Sunday was a, was a good football team. You know what I mean? Obviously, I think they ran into a 49er team that was a little more experienced, a little better coached at the time, but I, I think the Bears can win that football game against the Steelers. I, I, the Steelers have nothing to offer to me on offense right now. Nothing and Najee
0: Harris is good, but that's
1: defensively they were able to move the football. Or I mean offensively, the Bears were able to move the football against, you know, a comparable Steelers 49ers defense are both very good. So and if he puts up the same amount of points, twenty four, I think, against the Niners, I think that could get the win there.
0: Yeah, I think what first first team to I'd even say twenty points maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like race to twenty and kind of wins that game. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll take them as an upset. I'm gonna go with the Bears. All right. Time for our clear eyes, full heart, can't lose fantasy um, from B. Ramick. Recap of week eight. He, has, he had Kirk Cousins, he said 278, three touchdowns. Actual stat line was 184 and one touchdown. Not a great call there. Running back, he had Joe Mixon, said 110 total yards, two touchdowns. Actual stat line was 91 total yards, two touchdowns. Good call. Bad loss. Agreed. Uh, he had DJ Moore, nine receptions, 102 yards, and touchdown. Actual stallion was four receptions, only 59 yards, no touchdowns. Um, tight end, he had Dalton Schultz, seven receptions, six yards, and one touchdown. Actual stallion was only two receptions for 11 yards. Terrible call by him. Um, he had the Bengals defense. Ugh. Four sacks, <laughs> two interceptions, zero points allowed. Actual stallion was two sacks, two interceptions, one forced fumble, 34 points allowed. Embarrassing, he calls it. All right, week nine. <laughs> Just a heads up this is from B. Ramick, his quote. Just a heads up, I'm in Cabo and I'm drunk as fuck right now, trying to look at the games. Might not be a good thing, might not be a bad thing. Can't be bad, right? Based on what he's done. Let's hear it. All right, quarterback. He has Carson Wentz, two seventy eight, three touchdowns. Fuck the Jets at this point. <laughs> Running back. He has Miles Gaskins. Ooh. What? Hundred total okay. yards, one touchdown. Off and on, but it's Houston, and he's playing against playing against me in fantasy. So I'm playing against B. sure. All right. Receiver, he has Jamar Chase, eight receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns, fuck the Browns. Touchdown, he has Darren Waller, seven receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown. Been slowly and the Raiders going through drama, Waller, big day. Mm. Uh, defense, he has Bill's Mafia, two interceptions, four sacks, one defense touchdown, 13 points allowed. So also through in there, he said, how since he ranked sixth? So Power ranking? Uh, Bearcat oh, Nation. Oh,
1: Bearcats. Just oh, he talk- just texted that? Yeah,
0: texted that in there too. So. Hmm. True. I mean, you talked about why they're wing six. We don't really know, but I think it'll work itself out.
1: I'm not on the playoff committee yet, so yeah,
0: we're working on that. Um my free picks, I will give you as well on IG story with the college picks for this week. That wraps up our football episode. Stay tuned for episode two with our UFC talk and some other things as well. I'll give you those picks and recap last week. So thanks for listening. Um great football coming up. We're we right into the nitty-gritty. Now we're starting to see. The good from the bad in college and NFL I'm going to start working itself out, um, as well as some Eisman and some awards coming out. So uh, we'll be back next week. B will be back with us in our new Revamp podcast. We well. Thanks. The We're reason out. Reason